Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q show number... Oh, man, what show is this? You know I forget every week. Number 400, excuse me, number 543 starts right after these words from The Crystal Show, A Pimp's Perspective. From A Pimp's Perspective, featuring Eminem, make sure you're tuning in live exclusively on The Crystal Show. What up, Chris? What up, Radio World? It's your boy Eminem, a.k.a. My Mind. Yeah, money maker, the whole breaker. Yeah, mister, she get laid, I get paid, motherfucker. You know, I'm the face that's never sad. Sweetie, I'm the dad you never hate. When times are rough and things are tough, sugar don't think too hard. There's always mother maker's credit card. So sit back and listen to my directive as I give you this real shit from a pimp perspective. Mm, give it to me, daddy. If you've never heard Eminem do his pimp's perspective over on the Crystal Show, you have got to check it out. Go to thecrystalshow.com. It is a must listen. All right, three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. Where do I start with this one? You know, I guess ladies first. Um, I have no idea what happened to the kind, sweet, loving nurturers that I once knew. You know, a woman can make you feel as if you can jump over the moon and be anything you wanted to be. You know, it all started with moms who raised their sons to strive for the best, and it made boys growing up seeking a woman who inspired them and motivated them. Fast forward to 2015, and that rarely exists. Now, there are some women who are just jerks. <laughs> I mean, they allow their pride to interfere with happiness and the possibility of being in a successful couples. As for guys, we were once protectors. We didn't just defend our women. You know, we defended all women. We wouldn't sit back and allow someone's character to be trashed. We wouldn't. We would speak out against atrocities against women. And it kind of guess. I guess it started with our fathers who raised their sons to do the right thing. You know, even when no one was looking, it made boys growing up feeling a sense of responsibility towards helping other people, and it gave women a sense of security that hey. This one is going to make everything okay. Fast forward to 2015, and that rarely exists. Now guys actually look to victimize women. They allow their ego to interfere with happiness and the possibility of being a successful couple. So where did we go wrong? When did some women turn into loudmouth jerks? And when did some men turn into perpetrators instead of protectors? Why do we refuse to show love for one another just for the sake of not appearing weak in a relationship? We'll discuss that and more on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. To the phone lines I go. To the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit. And welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. What's going on, Chris? Thank you. How are you? 
I am outstanding. How are you? Pretty good. Cool. And let me go to the 510 area code to the Bay Area. I'm guessing this is other Q calling from out there in Cali. Yes, this is Cousin Q, the king of love and romance, here to teach all you peasants how to love and be romantic. (laughs) So kind of you to come down from the mountain, sir. Thank you. Himalaya. (laughs) All right, we'll get started. 347-202-0215 is the number. Crystal, I will start with you. And, um, you know, I like to start off with simple questions. Have men and women in society changed, in your opinion, when it comes to the treatment of each other? And if so, why? Well, there's many reasons um, why. But I guess, yes, first of all, they have changed. As the times have changed, everything is basically kind of switched in a way. And... um which affects the way we interrelate to each other romantically. Okay. All right. And other key, what do you think, man? Um, have men and women in society changed, in your opinion, when it comes to the treatment of each other? And if so, just a general reason why, I guess. Okay, real quickly, uh, research shows back in the days of radio when women could not get jobs, men were really for women. They fought to get women in those jobs. When women couldn't get education, they fought against other men. Somewhere along the line, ladies have forgotten that, and now uh, you have some, 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 who feel entitled. And they feel, okay, uh, you guys helped us during our time of need, but to heck with you. So when that happened was right after the Reagan crack epidemic in the urban community, and unfortunately in the white community it happened in 2000 because now you have white guys complaining too. Okay, interesting perspective. Let me go to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey. To bring on the show enforcer, the show legend, my man Ray. Ray, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, Buck? You, uh, Buck, what's up, y'all? What's happening? It's, uh, well, it's me, other Q, and Crystal. Okay. Q, Crystal, right. what's up? How y'all doing? Doing well. And I have another right. caller from the 438 area code, which I believe is in Canada. So I'm guessing this is going to be my boy Stanley calling in. Let me go to the 438 caller. Who is this? Hey, it's Stanley. How are you guys? Great show, yeah, like what's you. What's happening, man? Uh, nothing much. I was looking for this subject, man. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get right into it. Yeah. All yeah. right. And um, all right. So, Crystal, back to you, real quick. Um, what does it mean to you when someone says that a man is a protector of women? When you think back to the days of old, you know, our parents or maybe our grandparents. What do you think it means when someone says that a man is a protector? Of women. Well, it's very literally just that. I mean, they look after the home. They um, their role was to be the first person that any stranger would encounter because they are the guardian of the home, and um, within that home are their their wife and children and family. Mm-hmm. So that's. You know, and that spans out to other parts 
of um, when they're interacting in the world, such as like a man walking in front of a woman or whatever, um, that didn't mean that they had power over them. What it meant was that that any force would come, they would be the ones who would take that force. So okay. that was the protective role of of the man. Of course, it was twisted over the years, and um, to for them to take control over the woman in the house, meaning that they were some sort of leader um, in a very forceful way, as opposed to being a protector. And then as time went on, they found the you know their loophole, their way out. Um, when women uh, w- were forced, then um, able to work and um, and to be outside of the home, so uh, their loophole was well, I'm out and goodbye. So no protection. It's like you know you want to be you want to wear the pants, then you know you fight the the guy in the dark alley. Or whatever. I mean, it used to be where you know no one would enter the home unless you know a male was present because they were there to protect. Now it's like sure. you know, nobody cares. They come in through the back door. They don't care. Sure, that used to be the the way it was back in the day. And Ray, what do you think, man? When what does it mean to you when someone says that a man is a protector of women? Well, I mean, right now. I'm not sure if, if if that if that exists because you know in certain situations that's the case, but for the most part, you know, with women right now, it's the whole independent thing going on, and it's nothing wrong with a woman having a place in this world, but when you take away certain things and take away certain traditions, you know. It's no longer can be said that men is protective of women because some women would get offended by that. So, I mean, only time women want men to protect them is when they get in trouble. If they're not in trouble, then they say, I can take care of myself. Most cases, I'm not talking about my situation or nothing like that, but, you know, that's, that's the problem. And I just feel like over time, as women got more power and more jobs and more everything. Mm-hmm. They feel like they don't need a man as much as they used to for anything. And money mm-hmm. is power. And when people get money, they feel like that they don't have to listen to anybody. Instead of saying, well, I'm a woman, I understand that I need to be protected just as anybody needs to be protected if something dangerous were to occur. But mm-hmm. now a man doesn't have to look out for a woman because a woman won't allow the man to look out for her because she believes she can look out for herself. So, I mean, being a protector is what it used to be is all the things pretty much what Crystal said. But now it's a whole other situation. Okay. Stanley, I'll let you chime in before I... I... Uh, I agree. I, I agree with the both colors and everything. Everything changed. It used to be that men would protect women basically because women was um, wasn't working, and it was the duty of a man to protect the woman and basically to even sacrifice his life for the woman. That was like his duty. That was like he would do anything to protect his family. 
But mm-hmm. right now, in 2015, it's gone. Because a lot of men, a lot of women said, we don't need you. And a lot of men woke up and said, you know what? We don't need you either. <laughs> you know, you're not getting anything from it. When women decided that they wanted equality, it changed the whole damn. And a lot of women are complaining now because men are not protecting, but men are turning around and saying, you can't have it both ways, ladies. You want equality, equality equals equality. Equals that we don't have the right to basically sacrifice their own life and you don't bring anything to the table. And I'm sorry, 2015, I'm seeing women, like you're saying, saying, we don't need a man, I'm independent, I can do it all and everything. And like the other guy said, as soon as they get in trouble, they suddenly expect the man to become the superhero or the white knight to protect them when they got themselves in trouble and all men should basically look at them and say, you got yourself in trouble, you get yourself out. Period. So the protection is gone. All right, so let me... Let me, let me play devil's advocate with this. I mean, does that apply to all women? All women have this independence? It applies to all women until the woman proves herself to be worth something very incredible to a man. I think all men and everything you did met are an amazing woman that was basically bearing their children, that wasn't conniving, that was cooking, that was a caring person that was really there for the man, that wasn't there for the money and everything, but was really there for the man, then I think a lot of men would say, you know what, if a bullet comes in or somebody shoots in the family, I'll sacrifice my life for you. And I think any man would do that. But now men are looking at women and say, we don't believe there's women like that. Or there is, but it's very rare. Very rare. So that's why you won't see, I say the price to other women until women prove themselves that they aren't worth sacrificing having that protection. But if you're not worth sacrificing protecting the person, if you're not worth basically bringing the respect that used to be between manager and respecting a man and respecting and basically taking your role, nah, I ain't going to protect you. All women should be protected, period. All right, so other cue, let me go to you. Um, All right, we, we heard what Ray said. We heard what Stanley said. But, I mean, let's be honest. All men don't just decide not to be protectors because of something that a woman did. I mean, what responsibility does a, do men have when it comes to this? There are some guys who just choose not to. As a romantic, I agree with you, but respectfully, we can't just marginalize their concerns like that. Unfortunately, what's happening is, and I'll use this Obama review of the military to prove my point. January 23rd, I believe 2013, you could review it. He did a poll of the entire female military, all the branches, on who wanted to fight in the front line, who wanted to be protectors for the country. Only 16% did. So now what you're going to have is forced women to the front line, which is why they ended that ban right after that review when they found that women were more concerned with being in charge of things, captains, ops, things of that nature, generals, but they didn't mm-hmm. want to be involved in the front line protecting. This proves standpoint. They didn't want to be in the front line. Now, I don't say that to demean women. I say that, hey, no problem. 
you can't have it both ways. So therefore, we would like to be noble, and there will be some guys who will step up and be noble. But the rest of the warriors are going to stand back and watch that guy be destroyed because we know there's no more give and take. There is only me, me, I, I, I. Now, for those women who are demure, I know that's a bad word in the female community, and those women who do have femininity, I know that's a terrible word, they are more likely to be protected by those men. But if it's the I can do myself, I don't need you, hey, when this 2016 draft hits, don't cry. Take those take those breasts out to the front line and tote that gun and you know, hey, go I mean, ahead. it's gonna it's gonna be horrific. Exactly. I, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure how many men would volunteer to be on the front line, though. I mean, we're talking the front line, but they they do uh, all the time. It's called it's called tip of the spear. Look it up. It's called tip of the spear. They are normally your jocks, your snipers. They do volunteer to go to the front. Let me go to the eight, let me go to the eight six five area code, the volunteer state of Tennessee, and bring on Daddy Rich. Dr. What's happening, man? What's going on, man? Just hanging out, chilling, man. Doing it, doing it. You know it. All right. DR, um, well, I'll, I'll let you chime in on, on, on this before I go to the next question, if you want to chime in as far as uh, what the guys were saying. You'll have to uh, refresh me. Um, that basically, I guess, that as far as what you – well, give me, give me what you think you're – when when someone says a man is a protector of women, what what does that mean to you? Somebody that takes care of a man that takes care of his the family members, his his mama, his wife, his sisters. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think of first is somebody that takes care of the the, the women immediately in his family that are willing to go far and beyond the call of duty to, to take care of them. That's that's what I look at it as. Okay, and like why has that changed in your opinion? Because everybody's out for themselves now. I mean, men, women, whatever gender it is, everybody's looking out for them. And what they feel, uh, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you don't really look at it. It's not like it used to be, man. Like they say, well, chivalry's dead. And it's it's it may be damn well true. <laughs> you know, if you look around, you look around you. Do you see? I see some old guys, you know, getting out of the car and opening the door for their wives. Sit in the car and they come around and open the open the door for them. But you know, generation, my generation on, you know, on down, you know, that that stuff's not happening anymore. Opening doors, I still do that sometimes. You know, a lot for older people. You know what I'm saying? Younger people, you know, it's, it's, everybody goes, goes about their day nowadays. You don't even think about that crap. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it's like that's why I think it's just it's changed a lot because, you know, as far as the way life is, it's a lot faster than what it used to be. So, you know, you don't have time to think about the little things, really. You have to go with what you, go, what you do every day. And, uh, Q, I got cursed out in Atlanta by a, a, a woman for holding her door. I didn't need you to hold my effing door. So this is the mentality that's being taught in those homes 
towards those quote unquote gentlemen to make mm-hmm. them say, you know what, you catch the dough when you can. I mean, and I I'm not disagreeing with with any of you on some of the examples that you've given, but the way that is being given as if it's a blanket statement, I think is an error. Um, there are some men who are just sorry, and we all know them. All right, we all know people who may have had someone decent, maybe had a decent upbringing, um, and things of that nature, but they're just plain sorry, and that's why that's what I'm surprised I'm not getting. I mean, we're talking about a topic. We're talking about a topic about men, but we can't discuss men without talking about women. There's something wrong with that. Okay, there's something wrong with that. I mean, I'm not saying you can't talk about both. I mean, I do realize there's a problem with both. That's the purpose of the show. But to take a question about men and and make it completely about women is just, I mean, it's just wrong. <laughs> It's just wait, 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 and like one brother said, a lot of women forgot about that. There was a lot of men that were basically saying that we should not do this and everything. So for you to say to us men and everything, we're talking about being a protector, how come men are not doing this? I'm sorry to say a lot of men are not doing this because they don't want to be feeling like chumps. Because they see that when they were used to, they believed that thing of protecting a woman. They believed that they used to open the door. They believed that they used to do that. I'm sorry, the woman decided on her own to treat those guys like chump. And basically other men got the, losing, got the word in barbershop or friends together as friends and saying, did you see this? This girl happened to do this. And then we were like, oh, it's an exception. It doesn't happen to you. Then another brother is telling you it's happening to me. Then another brother is saying it's happening to me. That's why all brothers besides, besides right. had to know this and said, man, we're all getting to be like chumps. So for you to say that, well, we're not talking as men, as men, we could talk about this and everything and say as men, if all men decide, you know, we're going to open door and protect this, we don't want to feel like chumps. And if women are saying we don't need you, I never hear a man say we don't need women. I never hey, heard that from a man, that, ever. That's right. Hey, y'all. Uh, so for you to have the audacity to tell me, like, oh, well, you know, it's a man, man debate. How come we're not talking about men? Because I would come back as a man. How come we're not saying to women, stop saying shit like we don't need a man? Because men are not saying that. Can we say it in the that we, hey, It's about hey. time that we put the right to the right. It's about time that we tell women, you don't want to be protected, if you want to be treated like well, maybe don't fail, make a man feel like I, a chump when like he's this. doing those things. I look at it hey. like this. But if, a, if, I'm, if I open a door for a woman and she gives me the treatment that other Q was given where he she curses her out, that doesn't mean the next time I see a woman and I'm approaching a door, I'm not going to open it for the next one. 
Yeah, I and mean, then you're gonna be a chub, and then no. you're gonna be a chub no. of the chub of this, nah, and you're gonna he, be the the, the, the ridicule of hey. all her friends and everything, and you're gonna be the only guy's gonna be that. If you want to be okay, a chub for the rest of your life, be a chub. He's telling the truth, but this this is the thing, though, Q. If if Q saying it, Stan saying it, Daddy Rich saying it, I'm saying it, and uh, all the guys in the barbershop or where you work at or whatever saying it, we got to be on to something. Let me say it in this way. Going on every day. We ain't got to put on no cake to try to save no women. We telling it like it is. Let me say it in this way so Cousin Q can understand. Okay, so no, what we get... It. Yeah, what we get many a times from the community, especially the spiritual community, is no matter how you're treated, deal with it internally and try again. No matter how many times you sit you, you, you sit and cry, deal internally and try it again. And now that you're getting angry, be a man and man up. We never say woman up, and that's that's kind of what Stan's point is. We say be that's a man right. and man up. But then when we do all that, we still say, well, you a sorry man for not trying the 15th time. At some point in time, if we're having a real conversation, the other side of the coin has to have some skin in the game. And it's not so much where the men just want to, just want to be complainers. Some of us do. Some of us want to generally get a level of appreciation. But, brother... I don't know how to get there if somebody is telling me, F you, I don't need you until the zombies and the dinosaurs come, then I need you to protect me. That's a sucker's role. Exactly. What I'm saying is, all right, I don't, I mean, as far as the um, spiritual aspect of it and the turn the other cheek aspect or whatever, I mean, even in the Bible says, don't be a fool. I mean, if now if one person is constantly mistreating you and you're still running behind that person, that does make you a chump. If one person mistreats you and because of that you mistreat everyone, that makes you a chump. And there's no other no, way around but, it. But, 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 brother, if one person is mistreating you and then we're saying that we're going to barbershop and every brother is saying, I've been doing this for a long time and we're all saying we're having the same effect. You can't come as a man I, and say, well, you still have to man up. You got to go as a man and say, wait a minute, we're having a major issue. If 10 brothers are saying we're having the same issue, and you know those 10 brothers are correct, guys, you got to turn around and say, wait a minute, we're having something. There's a problem. You can't come to say to the 10 brothers, please do it 11 times. Especially when the 10 brothers are telling you, those sisters are saying, we don't need you. Because trust me now, if men were saying to women, we don't need you, you would be the first one saying, what's up with that? That's right. Uh, Q, this is kind of embarrassing, but, 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 but I just wanted to give you a real-life scenario just happened recently. So, uh, and I'll be very quick because I know you got to move on. At okay. my job, somebody happened to park somewhere where they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, the area I'm in, there's a lot of Chinese people. Chinese people park there. I say, hey, 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 come on now, don't park there. And they're like, oh, okay, my bad. Or I had to guilt trip some of them and say, hey, you know you're doing wrong. You know, when you see somebody doing wrong, you don't want to, oh, I know, I know, okay. Sister comes up. She goes through all these 
over-the-top antics. I said, sister, it's not that serious. I'm just asking you to be considerate. Right. Long story short, the sister spits on me. Oh, this, is where, this is where we have gotten with just being cordial uh-huh. toward toward our our urban demographic. And uh-huh. even though it is just that one person, and I've never had a person do that and live before, but I was in a professional setting. <laughs> I, I my, my point, my point, my point, and Stan and Rich's point is: where have we gotten to where that is socially acceptable from the other gender standpoint? The way, the same way we we yeah. are going to jump up and 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 beat a man down for doing that to a woman, or beat a dude down for punching a chick. It seems that when they see their gender do it, it's excusable <laughs> with a conversation. Exactly. There's no but, hey, there's right. no, let's let's take the way, Let me give one more analogy, and then we can move on to the next question. Because essentially. To me, this is the same thing as let's just say a group of white people at a barbershop talk about black people who have bullied them and robbed them or something like that. All right. So because of that, they decide that, you know, it's okay to mistreat black people or if one of them's on the police force, it's okay if he has a reason to take a shot at black people. That's essentially what we're saying here. No, we're not saying that. No, we're, that's we're, exactly that. we're, we're not saying that. We're not yeah. saying that. That's we're saying that they exactly should be. This is what, what we say. We're not. We're not saying that. Exactly. If you this example, you will always have black people stand up in that same barbershop and say, you know, you're right, white man. Some of these dudes do be acting like that. You will have those same dudes in the black shop uh, and, and uh, say, say to those the white part, cops. No, the yeah, point I'm right. is when you have a certain circle – who share similar experiences, that don't make it true. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, so if, if all these white men have the same conversation about black men, and I'll go to Ray after this, if all white men have the same conversation about black men or whatever and choose to mistreat black men because of it, we're talking the same thing. I don't care how you try no, to spin it. No, 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 that's a totally different scenario. I took the same thing you said. That's a totally different thing because we have we we have sat. Let's all move on. This 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 is what we're talking about, though. See, the problem is, it's a lot of issues particularly in the black community where black folks respecting each other. That's why I say black men and black women don't get along. But I'm not talking about all. I'm talking about most. And it's a difference. Now, we have people that keep saying, oh, you know, we're a little rough on the sisters, and, you know, it ain't all sisters, and it ain't all this and that. We're not talking about five out of a damn hundred. We're talking about the other 95. You understand? If you want to use a scenario on the cops treating, mistreating blacks or whatever you want to do, hey, the fact of the matter is we commit a lot of crime out here. Right. And when it comes to violent crime, if you got a hood on your head and it's dark at night, you are a suspect. And I'm a black man, and I say that. If that's what we want to take it, I ain't got no So you're agreeing with Yeah, I agree with it. Okay. I ain't got I'm not holding something in my hand. Looking for somebody else. I'm looking for that black piece because he's the okay. one that's looking to do something. You will understand it. If that's the way we want to go with it, but at the same time, back to the women thing, 
the women thing is the problem is is a lot of black guys in black communities, like you say, folks in Chinese guy, okay, they can understand, they can respect where you're coming from. If a black man and a black woman, I don't care what it is, simple as holding the door, it's got to turn into an altercation. And I don't give a damn what black city you in, whether it's Atlanta, it's, it's Jackson, it's, it's uh, Chicago, anywhere we at, it's the same issue all over the country. Now, we can talk about, no, I haven't seen this and all that. If a person tells me they ain't seen that, I call you a liar right here. Because it's the same everywhere you go. Sure, you might have a nice female over here. She act like a lady. She talk like a lady. But we talking about the other 95. We're not talking about the five that do the right thing. So, therefore, you have to say, okay, I hold the door. But chick ain't, ain't saying thank you and all that. Let that shit slam her face. I don't give a damn. I mean, that's you got a right to do that do if that happens. If that happens, you yeah. have a right. You have a right to do but, that. But, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not arguing against that. I'm just. I was arguing against mistreating everyone because of what one person did. Yeah. That was the example no. that was given. But 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 I don't think nobody mistreats everybody. I mean, but we that's what all we were saying. Look at something. We all look at it and stereotype something. Mm-hmm. You understand? If if, if you've seen all. Uh, uh, Michelle Obama, somebody you didn't know who she was. Just for the fact that she's a classy lady, you would show her some respect. If you didn't know who she was, you show her some respect. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about all. We're talking about a certain type that we I mean, all, the question was about we all, all know, we all recognize. The question hey, was about, hey, about all. The question that had nothing to do with color. It was about women. I mean, we yeah. kind of took it. We kind of took it to a different hey, level and everything. But, but, this, but, but this is the thing. See, we can deal with other nationalities. Everything might be cool, might not be cool, but at least we can be cordial with each other. When it comes to the black-on-black thing, which most of us are talking about being disrespected, it's always a thing where we cannot agree, where women say one thing, guys say another. But why is all the guys saying the same thing? I'm quite sure if you go into an Asian place or a white place, and all white guys are talking, they all ain't going to say the same thing about their women. Why is that? You know what? Let's take the woman's side. You know what? Let's uh, take the woman's side for a minute because uh, before you go on to the next question, just like when ladies get together and they say a lot of these dudes don't have their business right. That's true. Mm -hmm. A lot of these dudes are abusers. That's true. A lot of these dudes are not the dudes that they claim they are. That's true. And I love it mm-hmm. about black men, how quick they are to say, you know, you're right, true. sister, for some of exactly. us. That's true. But any time we try to say, well, here's what the other side can do to make us all better. How mm-hmm. dare you, you evil black man, mention me and all that I'm going through. Okay, okay, sister, I apologize. Maybe one exactly. of your fellowship sisters should tell you. I'm not going to tell her anything, but that one sister out of ten that says, yeah, some women do act like this, you damn traitor, you these men, you know, the, and we can't get any solutions like that if it's going to be the all men are evil I, argument. I agree with you 100%. We just witnessed that tonight. I mean, <laughs> so I agree with you 100%. When I spoke up for women, then – it was turned against me. So I, I know what you're saying. 
It happens with both genders. It's not just an isolated thing. That's what I'm trying to get everybody to see. Let me go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and welcome on the homie Buck, the man in black. What's happening, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Not, I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm doing pretty well. But let me ask you this. Um, you know, we're talking about men being protectors of women. And, you know, of course, we know it was different 50 years ago than it is now. Why do you think that some guys allow things to happen to women? Um, for example, like when you see uh, world, star vid- no, world star videos of women fighting, you know, men are filming. No one's intervening. No one's calling the police or anything like that. Um, why do you think the change came about? I just think the change came about simply because of lack of home training, laziness, uh, lack of discipline, um, lack of um, lack of several different things. I mean, you're supposed to be able. I mean, you're supposed to be. You know, regardless to you know what kind of women woman you date, you're supposed to come into the woman's. Hey, you shouldn't let. Um, Another woman jump on. I mean, it's all you know. To some people, it's all cool to watch women fight and all that kind of stuff. But you should protect your lady and not let nobody jump on. Her. I don't care who it is, whether it's a woman, a man, or whatever. So, I just think as you know, a product of our society, you know, the values have changed. So this is the, the lack of values, and you know, that's just it's just not taught. You got to think about it like this. We have. We have kids raising kids now, so that has a, has a little bit of to do with it as well. You're not you know you don't have the you don't have the elder your elderly and good uncles and good aunts and things of that nature in your family. The family has been is broken down. So with the family broke down, you lose out on those values that are normally taught in you know families that are not broken. So with all of those factors. That keys in, so you know you got women, you know you got mothers raising raising sons, and they don't get that quality um, that quality learning curve that you would, that a man needs to give to his son, or in the event that the mother and um, father are divorced, good uncles to have, or good grandfathers, or anything like that. Uh, the, the whole pyramid is pretty much you know, laying on the ground flat. So that's the reason why you see guys just standing around there filming instead of actually stepping in, doing something about it. So, you know, we need to try to fix that pyramid first so that way we can get some of the values and some of the morals and those types of things put back into our society. So, therefore, you know, things can kind of get back together. But that's a long that's a long way off, but we got to start somewhere else. Okay. Now, as far as the stuff you said, I mean, I, I agree with you. Now, me me personally, um, you know, when it comes to people fighting, I mean, I understand if someone don't want to get involved because people will hurt you, folks are ratchet, you'll get shot and everything. You know, I was just an example I threw out. So I'm not saying that guys should necessarily run out there and break up fights because they shoot people these days. They ain't shoot people 50 years ago. But that was just an example I was throwing out. Um, hold on. Let me go to the 601 area code. The Magnolia State of Mississippi and bring on my man Eminem. Man, Eminem, what's happening, bro? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? All right, man. And um, um, let's 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 take it from a, a feminist perspective, Eminem. When we talk about uh, men being protectors, 
All right, a couple more questions on this, and then we're going to flip the script. Um, are some men reluctant to protect women because they no longer view them as the weaker sex in need of protection? Uh, not only do I think that's somewhat right, I think that's almost uh, 98% of it. I, I really think that, uh, you know, the, the the guys out here now, and a lot of it has to do, I call it uh, uh, a lot of what Buck has said, and I think a lot of it has to do with that. You know, a lot of guys don't know what the definition of a man based on what a man's definition used to be, you know. So it's not so much, uh, you know, of course, you know, when, you know, of course you know how it is here. Shit, you get in some shit, yeah, you might get shot. But uh, but I don't think that's the real reason. I think, uh, I think most uh, guys now, I don't know if it was because they was primarily raised by a couple of generations of women or whatever it is, they actually view women as equals and I know a lot of feminists think that's a victory but it's really not because you lose out on certain things that women complain about once they you know get to a certain age of understanding or whatever you know so uh, I, I think that 98% of that what it is I think they just they're not jumping in or they, they, it's like they don't feel the need to protect anything whether the woman worth protecting or not is not even the issue. I think they just actually see them as equal parties, and they're not. You know, a man is dominant. We was here first. This is our world. You know, shit, women don't like it, but that's the truth. But, uh, and, uh, you know, there ain't enough men teaching boys that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is your shit, man. You know. Does a Chris think men are equal? Huh? Be one lady. The uh, one lady that's on this, this, because that's the interesting thing the guy just said. I mean, I, I was wondering, does the one lady in her experience with other ladies, does she feel like women believe males are pretty much equal? I'm not sure if she's still with this, Crystal. Are you there? Oh, okay. Okay, she might be away from the phone. She's still on, but I think she's away from the phone. All right. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that maybe how some people look at it. Stanley, what do you think? Do you think that some guys, I mean, um, yeah, they, 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 like, like I said, they, some guys, like I said, really believe you want equality or you don't want it. You can't say to us, well, we're equal. Equal means equal. That means you don't need protection. You don't need this. You need to take responsibility. You, you can't say to a man, I want equal treatment, but I want the treatment of the favor that I used to have as a woman also. As a man, I'm going to look at you and say, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You can't ask me to be to treat you equally, but when it comes to certain stuff that you cannot handle because you want it, and suddenly you're going to turn around and say, oh, man, please do something now. I'm going to look at you and say, what do you want? You can't tell me that, yes, I want you to, I don't want you to leave the relationship, but in certain times, I want you to leave the relationship. When I feel convenient as a woman that I can leave, because I realize, whoops, I can't do something, I need a man to lead. You can't have it both ways. Men are being smarter, and basically they're looking at women saying, basically, you wanted this, you said that it was all awful, that you wanted equality, like one brother said, you lost something out of it. You can't have a both ways, ladies. Okay. And that's what happens. DR, DR, you agree? Daddy Rich? Yeah, man. 
Do you think yeah, that um, he's kind of got, he's, he's kinda got a point there, man? You uh, you know, if you uh, if you're setting it out there that is you are independent and you you know you don't need this and that and you know you want equality and and you know you want to be looked at in the same views, then don't ask me to go lift this two hundred pound dresser and put it up on this damn truck. Don't ask me <laughs> to go out here and damn have to do the yard if I don't feel like doing the damn yard. Then you got to do the yard, too. Just like me, it's your turn to do the yard. I did it last week. You got to do it. He's kind of got a point because this day and age, most of these women are trying to say they can do this crap on their own. Okay, well, then you get the little straps and move this damn 200-pound dresser in and put it on that little thing and slide it across this mug. You know what I mean? That's that's, oh, that's the kind of stuff he's saying because that's what they need is when they that's when they want us to be a man. Oh, you got to be a man. Fix the door. Well, you get the screwdriver and fix the door. You know, you want me to be a man. But the thing about it is the type of person I am, I'm doing that anyway because that's what I've been taught. And that's how my father was. So I feel it's my duty to do those things. Take the trash out, mow the grass, fix the door. Yeah, as a man, regardless to whether she wants to be Equal, equal to me and say she can do this, this, or that. I look at it like, okay, I already know. Yeah, you're equal. Yeah. All right. Well, lift this 200 pound dresser. Put the TV on the wall. All right. Do that. <laughs> you know, some of them can do these things. You know, they've learned to do these things. Right. But, right. you know, the, the thing about it with me is I basically just do them automatically because that's what it's supposed to be. That's just the way it's been in my life with all the men in my life. And that's what my the men in my life have taught me. So I, I pay respect to the women regardless of whether they say they're equal to me or not. Well, we know you're not because you can't lift this dress or put the TV on the wall. So just chill and, out and, and, and be cool. <laughs> and enjoy and you know what, what I'm doing. I'm, and you know what? I like the, right, the fact Rich does that. But what I don't like is the one day when a person like Rich gets older and those same women he has helped start to belittle him, if they do. That's when the community at whole has a problem, when they don't honor the people who have honored them. Yeah, that's definitely bad if if that happens for sure. And uh, all right, so um, Ray, when it boils down to it, extreme fem- feminism is kind of if what you think plays a role in, um, I guess things changing. Oh, say that again? I said, I guess what what everyone's kind of getting to is that extreme, do you think that extreme feminism is what really plays the main role in things changing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how how can you believe that you're supposed to take the lead on something when a woman thinks that they're ahead of you? You know, and it, it's fine. Like I said, we all have ladies, mothers, wives, or girlfriends, or whatever, that may respect you as a man. We're talking about out here in society. Out here in society, a woman feel like, oh, that's why you see women walking places 11, 12 o'clock at night. You're a woman. You ain't supposed to be walking at night by yourself. Shit. You know. It, it, jogging it, at it, night. It, jogging, exactly. Jogging at night. Walking the street. Oh, Oh, well, well, you out here. Why can't I be out here? That's what some women going to say to you. Oh, no. You know, I, I, don't, I don't have my wife. Well, I, I, I got a night. word. 
I got a word from women that do that, and I like to use I, <laughs> that word is crazy. No, I mean, hey, man, you can't be afraid to use it. Well, what is it? But she's not crazy. She's convinced. She's convinced and, that I'm convinced, you. I'm convinced she's crazy. That that you need to respect <laughs> the fact that she's out jogging three, four in the morning, and if you do something. Then you know uh, uh, she has the ability to say something happened and mm-hmm. hit you with the Bill Cosby or, or or whatever. The sad part about this whole conversation is it needs to be all inclusive. It can't just be the evil man. It has to be. Hey, look, I'm willing to be chivalrous. I'm willing to be romantic, but I'm not willing to be a sucker. That's right. All right. No doubt. I'll be back in a minute. Let's, I, I, I got to go. Okay. All right, that's cool, man. All right, so now let's let's flip the script and let's talk about as far as women who aren't sweet. All right. Um, and Eminem, I'll go to – well, let me go to Buck, and then I'll go to Eminem. Um, Buck, do you think some women – you know, back in the day, women were sweet, nurturing, all that good stuff. But uh, do you think that some women now try to consciously not be sweet because it makes them vulnerable to men? It makes them look vulnerable? I think to a certain extent they do. Um, It just depends on, you know, what they have gone through. As far as them, you know, know, what they've had to go through, you know, what other, you know, what things are in their lives and whatnot. So it just really depends on that. some some women just come off that way. They put up a a wall, if you will, to you know kind of protect you know like to protect themselves in case you know in the event that they may get hurt. Um, a lot of times when you put those walls up, you know you're de- you're depriving yourself of a great human experience. So and it makes you know it makes it doubly hard on relationships to even last because you're you know. It's all right to play a little. It's all right to have a little bit of defense, but don't put be so much defense to the point to where, you know, you push push away the person that you know probably arguably is the best one you ever been with. So, to a certain extent, I do see that. Okay. All right, and I'm gonna go to Eminem. Then I'm gonna go to another caller who's calling in. Eminem, what do you think, man? Do you think that some women choose not to be sweet because they don't want to come off as being vulnerable? Yeah, uh, and and why I don't know, uh, and you know, uh, it it it's been so many women that generationally has been totally misled on what independence is. See, that's where a lot of this shit started. At you know, yeah, Mama held it down when 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 Papa was gone or off the war or sold or whatever the deal was. But guess what? She held it down and she showed strength because she had to. That wasn't the ideal blueprint she wanted for her damn life. She was just doing what she had to do. You know, no different when James died on good times. I mean, shit, you know, the shit kept rolling. I mean, but that wasn't the, you know, I don't need, I mean, you know, the the shit that's, that's out there now, I don't need a man, all that stuff. All this, a breakdown of misconstruity, you know. It was almost like uh, the equivalent of what slaves might have viewed as, certain religious customs because they couldn't read and stuff. So a lot of shit 
sounded corky. You try to make the, you try to make sense out of something you don't understand. So it's just like they were trying to. They 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 didn't see the essence of what was going on. Yeah, Mama was strong, Grandma was strong, but they were strong because they had to be. You know what I'm saying? The shit wasn't a design blueprint the way shit is being made now. You know, yeah, women have jobs and and you know some are supervisors and all that kind of stuff like that. But when a man is trying to do his natural thoughts on looking at you as a weaker person, it's a physical weakness. It's not a weakness to the point where, you know, a dude thinking that, you know, you don't know what 2 plus 2 is. It's just that, you know, hey, you know, I'm trying to be a gentleman or whatever. But now you keep shooting that down. It's like, well, shit, you know. You know, um, now a lot of niggas out there, you know, call themselves cold because they trying to impress another dude. It's like, nah, if I'm pissed off, I'm like that for real. You know, fuck you. You know, so, and uh, a lot of brothers is doing that, and then when... Guys, you know, maybe take a different direction or or do something else. Then everybody got their mouth wide open. But you know, you keep pushing somebody away, and that's what's gonna happen. They are gonna go away, you know. So you know, do go knock something. So if you want them to knock you, you know, you need to loosen up with that shit, you know, because <laughs> right, um, you taking me on another, another subject right now. <laughs> but, well, I mean, well, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, please, we got my phone getting knocked. <laughs> But uh, but you know, yeah, but they 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 had their guards up too much, man. You know, mo- most guys just trying to be nice. Ain't nobody trying to, you know, ain't nobody trying to call you they made and all this shit. I mean, that's just a bunch of shit that women listening to from women who probably don't even want the same thing they want, and they just too dumb to see it. So, you know, right. bitch, she telling me- you that because she wants your ass. Go see the doctor. Let me go to the 910 area because the Tar Heel State of North Carolina, but he's making his way via Texas. Bring on Dr. Willis. What's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, Q? What's up, Eminem? I'm Ray, and who's is on right now? Yeah, I'm a Q and Stanley. Hey, what's up? And I think Crystal is somewhere floating around, and Buck's here, too. Um, yeah. I, I'll ask you, um, but let, me, let me ask you this. Um, has society changed the definition of a strong woman? All right, and that's what's made being sweet obsolete. Um, I I don't think they that they changed the definition of a strong woman. I I don't. What I think is that they didn't update um the rules, the norms, and the roles that come with that, meaning that. Okay, you're a strong woman now. You fit this definition, then that means that okay, you know, back then when you were in the you know, and, and for any woman that's listening, excuse this, it may not be politically correct, but back then when you was in the kitchen or at home, you know, man in the house, you know, um, we had to protect you. You know, we we were out there, you know, we had to uh, do these things for you because you couldn't work or you didn't work, and we were considered the providers because that's what our role was. So now that they updated and they got this new definition, I don't think that they've updated, you know, society hasn't updated the definition uh as far as the roles are concerned because they they want to be the, they want to be like the man, they want to be strong and independent, but they still want to have that role and the norms of the woman that's in the house. And so, you know, so I guess in the, in essence they're trying to have the cake needed too, you know what I mean? Which is not wrong with that. That's what you're supposed to do with a cake, I guess. But, you know, um <clears throat> 
a lot of guys are seeing they're seeing that right now, and they're like, hold on, you know, this this ain't right, this ain't fair, and so that's why they're getting a lot of pushback. The feminist movement is in full effect right now. Women, their eyes are you know starting to open. They see things. Um, they they know that they got power. They know they have spending power. So you know they're taking they're taking advantage of that right now. But they haven't totally updated all the the the, the rules that come with that. You know, they, like I said, they want to be out there like the man. They want to have that strong. You know, they want they want to be labeled as strong and independent and be equal to the man. But they still want to be coddled and taken care of like the woman of yesteryear when they were just in the house and they had they had to be provided for by the man. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense, to you guys. Okay. Um, okay. Can I uh, well, answer the question? Uh, by, well, let me uh, let me get Crystal, Crystal's back on. Let me get her back in the mix. And um, Crystal, I don't know if you heard any of the other previous questions, but if you want to chime in on this, then you're more than than welcome to. As far as uh, you know, um, as far as what's happened to being to to women being sweet. Quote unquote, I guess, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, yeah. Well, boys, <laughs> the thing is, um, someone had said in here, a few of you guys said, you know, women cannot have their cake and eat it too. They can't have it both ways. Well, neither can you. Um, you know, I keep hearing it being pushed back to the women. It's your fault because um, the feminist movement. You shouldn't have came out of the kitchen, so therefore you can walk in front of that truck and I don't care. That's basically what you're saying. It's it's the fault of the women for wanting more equality. And see, this has always been the issue with, with the feminist movement or with uh, woman movement and you know, women's suffrage and all that. It's The women's suffrage was about work, was about being able to to be able to work and get out there. And because we were alone for whatever reason, whether the men died or sold off or whatever he said, but um, they weren't there. The problem with the whole being sold off and, and, and that kind of thing, well, you never came back, okay? So someone had to work. So we had to, and yes, that's right. Someone said that earlier, that women had to work, and so they had to do this. Um, that's what feminism was all about. It was about the, the being respected for what we were doing in the workplace. Now, counter to turn that all around, you, you know, men made that into, well, now you're out there working. I don't have to do anything for you in a relationship. So you're taking a political thing and you're making it into a relationship thing, which makes absolutely no sense. The bottom line is we are at an impasse. Women and men are at an impasse, period, okay? And I know someone said, oh, I don't want to talk about race. Well, you always talk about race. So you might as well bring it up since you're black and you deal with black women or stop dealing with black women. Um, so, you know, let's go ahead and talk about it. You know, we are a different culture, um, the black culture. We've had to deal with different kinds of things which made it, makes us react differently to to the world, and sometimes those reactions are not as sweet <laughs> or as giving or whatever because we're both fighting the same damn fight. Unfortunately, but, we're on different sides of that fight. We're but, not but, together. But we're sister, not unified. We're but alone. Sister, but, sister, and I'm listening so, to what you, 
sister, yes. I'm listening to what you're saying and everything. There's one point I, uh, I'm listening to what you say. There's one point I don't agree with you. If women, wanted, if, if women wanted, I have no problem with the words, I have no problem with the thing. The problem became, and I think all brother could say that, is when we black sister, you said, and we didn't. Because if black brother would have said that, trust me not, I would have been the first brother saying, what the hell are you saying? You sister, one of you sisters said, we don't need you, man, anymore. We didn't say that. You did. Where's you want to know why we say that? You want to know why? You want to know? No, really, wait. You've been talking the whole goddamn show. You want to know why we say that? Hold on. I want to hear why. I want to hear. I want to hear why, Stanley. Go ahead. We say that because we are sitting here. We've been here by ourselves for a very long time raising children by ourselves, running a complete household by ourselves, generation after generation after generation, eventually, and I think one of you guys said this earlier, eventually you're going to say, you know what, I'm done. I don't need you. You're right. I don't and, need and, you. And, and, and I I'm sorry. I'm not being a woman.
What were you doing just in general to everything? But my queen, men, men, men fought against relationship. Men fought against men to give women those rights. Women were not allowed in court, so evidently they did. You want to use generality when you want to use it, okay? And then you were talking about situations, but you weren't allowed to to say that. Well, some women do are there for men, and some women are there for their families. But that oh, that's okay. You can only you can take one situation with a woman who was slamming the door in your face because you know you held it open. That was one woman. But, 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 now, all black women are all women. Oh, okay, I'm not going to no. open the door for I mean, what? You can't have it both ways either. Well, 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 no, see, see, what, what you're talking about both ways is subjugating, which is why there's the word subjugating. I'm not trying to use a big word. But you're saying I know subjugating. subjugating means. I know. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to use a big word. I'm just saying you're, you're saying that if you if you subjugate yourself, then that's different. No, what, what, what I was saying earlier was that if I chose to do that and it started getting into my spirit, that's a problem. The same way a sister gets it from a evil, evil brother or several brothers that she's dated, and she goes to somebody from a Latin or Asian community, and she don't get it. She's going to feel the same way. My argument is that we got to consider her feelings as same way as that brother, and to say to her, "No, you just subjugate yourself again because it's not all guys." You can't say that. You you have to say Actually, no. Actually, what you'll find is more. there are more black women who stay with black men as opposed to black men so who what? stay with with, so with what? black women. There, so what? There's more black no, women. That, no, that's actually incorrect either. No, that is not incorrect. That's not true. Correct. That's not true. That's according to the CD, according to the CDC family section. Go look up the family section. Should be page ten or twelve. Black male, black males marry black women at forty-two percent. Okay, that's not a lot, but it is forty-two percent. So yeah, that's coupled with the that's fact, not um, a majority. Nobody said anything about majority. Oh no, no, it, it, it is majority. It's a majority compared to uh, they only marry white women at. 18%, and they only marry other races that they put them together as the rest of that. And then if you look at the Tolson report, which is what Obama put together with uh, Mr. Tolson, that's at 60-something. So to, so to suggest that black dudes ain't marrying, I ain't even talking about dating. I'm talking about actual marriage certificates filed yeah, with the Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Justice. I don't care about dating. Oh, yeah, with, I with the Department of Justice. Yeah. I've never looked at the CDC, the CDC. I've seen and I've seen websites um, that say that black men. Oh, you can make a poll for any white these people. Days. I mean, come on. CDC is not a poll, man. It's, it's, it's a government. I know document. what the hell the CDC is. <laughs> okay, I apologize, ma'am. Hey, I thought you said poll. But hey. But sister, I, I don't understand when we as men bring you fact and everything. Look at the way you reacted. You didn't react it at all. You, you didn't what, react, there were like 10 you, guys on here to one woman, okay, and I'm I, telling I, you, wait, wait, I've been sitting I, here I, I listening care, to you I, for I, I over a fucking hour. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to make a point. Yeah. Look at the way you are reacting, yelling so and what? everything. So what? It doesn't matter so how I react. Okay. It doesn't matter if I react. I mean, for you, or it doesn't matter if I curse you. It does not matter. I am let me let me jump in. Let me jump in because this is this has gotten out of control. Um, 
I mean, everyone's done their share of yelling, so we're not going to try to paint the one woman who's brave enough to be on the line as being emotional when everybody's been yelling and screaming. So, you know. But I've been laughing, man. So. <laughs> I've been completely silent because I, I didn't uh, know what to say or how to get off in it. I, um, I don't remember what, what I asked. Uh, but the... <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is, I'm gonna go ahead and, and wrap things up because we're running over, and um, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and get into some final thoughts. Um, now, as far as tomorrow's show, tomorrow's show we're talking about uh, being in a text station ship. It examples how some people would rather text you than talk to you or actually go out with you on a date, and um, it's actually something that's pretty common. We'll get into that in a couple other relationship topics on tomorrow's Talk to Q radio show, 10 p.m. Eastern. No experts, just opinions. Okay, um, let's see. Let me go with final thoughts, and I'm going to start with, uh, well, Dr. Willis, I'll start with you. I know you haven't really had a lot of airtime, but I'll go ahead and start with you. Okay. Um, you know, I think that when it comes to uh, the, you know, women feeling the way they do right now. Um, I, I, I got to agree that we are fighting each other, and, but I disagree with that. We're on, um, we're on, on different sides. I think that we're, we're both fighting, but our fight though is that, you know, against each other is that one wants to have more hurt than the other. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, and I think that that is wrong. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We, we both are hurting. We, we both have both gone through, you know, a lot. You know, women, you know, black women are blaming the black men for, you know, getting sold off and things like that, and you're holding us accountable for that. We understand that, all right? There, at that time, there was nothing we could do. Um, and when you're, when you're going for as long as we've been going, whether it's in slavery or whatever the case may be, you get acclimated, you get trained, you get reconditioned, you get all of that. So maybe we didn't know how to come back, and we still don't know how to come back because, I mean, look at the way we're, you know, Raising our young boys to talk disrespectful to our women and things like that. However, on the flip side of that coin, ladies, when you when you change the rules and say, okay, I can do everything a man can do. I'm just as strong, and you know, um, I want equality and things like that. You have to change the other rules that that go with that. You can't run up on a man and hit him saying you're equal and you're stronger and you're better. You can do what he could do, but then when he hits you back, you revert back to the woman that was in the house. You know, saying, okay, I'm a woman and you're a man, you, you shouldn't hit me. You know, you can't be like, okay, I'm making more money than you, so I should be leading now. And then, okay, he allow you to lead. But guess what? Then when something come up and he don't step up, you looking at him outside his head because he didn't step up. Well, you, you, you're the self-proclaimed leader. You got to take that role. So you can't flip back and forth when it's convenient for you. Choose a status and stick with it, and and and, and bring the rule sets up to date, modernize it. Even even now, it's not even just you, you ladies. It's the uh, it's our system, our government system, haven't updated either. I mean, look at the problems that we have between black men right now. Our number one problem, uh, especially with with couples that have kids, is child support. You know, they haven't updated that from back then, but they're still treating women as equal. You can go out and get a job, you know, and. And you know, and then they still, you know, take they they tell the man that he's equal, he can he have equal opportunity to have the kid, but they still are treating it like 
the kid um, belongs to the mother, even if she may not be the best best uh, um, parent to stay with. So these rule sets have to change. They have to come up to modern day, uh, modern times, and you guys can't flip back and forth. And I understand y'all feel like we like to flip stuff back on y'all, but when it's uh, us versus them, you versus me, that type of thing, guess what you're going to do? You're always going to defend your position. So it's not flipping anything. They're, flip, they're you know, guys who argue with you about this, this topic, they're, they're de- defending their viewpoint. Women who argue with you about this topic, guys, they're defending their viewpoint. It's not a flipping of anything. It's everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to have a worse hurt. And that that's what's keeping us, you know, with this, this uh, what I like to call a um, – uh, um, a gender drift, because right now we're experiencing a gender drift. I mean, black men and black women are drifting apart, and it's all because one wants to hurt others and more than the other. Instead of realizing that we're all suffering, let's band together. Let's you know put our spending power together. Let's uplift each other instead of posting you know negative things about each other. Let's post all the successes of our young, our old, our male, our female. Let's let's start doing these things, and then maybe it'll start the conversation about you know, coming back together as a community. Until then, we're going to keep on fighting about who has the, who suffers the worst. And to me, that's ridiculous. Okay. Thank you, sir. And Eminem? Eminem? Oh, my, my bad. I was on mute, man. I finally started to learn how to use a mute button. <laughs> Thank you very but, uh, much. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm still stuck back there, baby. But um, yeah, man, fantastic show, a lot of energy. I mean, man, this this felt like some of the early years when uh, Virginia Prince was on this motherfucker. But uh, um, <laughs> you know, everybody has some some good points. But man, this shit was so academic and stuff. I mean, I'm just sitting up here like, wow, these are smart people calling in. But uh, but just for the listeners out there who just want to shit in simple, ignorant terms, um, let's break it down like this here. Yeah, you know, women had their rights and all that. You know, of course we all love women. Shit, you know, I, we, we came from a mother, so that's understood. But, you know, a lot of pain, or supposed pain that a lot of women are talking about is shit that's a self-inflicted gun wound. See, when I'm, you know... I don't really mentor girls that much because my shit is real simple. Like, hey, just don't get pregnant. And if you do get pregnant, don't get pregnant for the wrong motherfucker. And you pretty much going to be all right. But, uh, but it, but you know, but you know, I mainly, you know, deal with guys and stuff. But if, if women really want to be more independent or whatever, you know, the shit need to be broke down the right way. You know, the shit that women stop listening to their great-grandmothers or whatever when they were saying, you know, don't talk to that boy right there because he don't want to work, you know. And somewhere they kick that type of shit to the side. And then when, you know, when you got like seven, eight kids for, you know, these sorry-ass niggas, then, you know, everybody going to be through in one pot. And, you know, and then the 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 guy that would be the best fit that you don't have to complain about well, he ain't getting no place. So that turned nice guys into, you know, guys that act, you know, you know, well, whatever they want to call it, dogs or whatever. I mean, that's that's who started all the shit. And I'm blaming shit all on women. Because one thing about it, the most powerful thing on earth is pussy. It's done started wars. It's done ended wars. It's done, 
change the currency. It, it fucks with the Dow every day. It, it controls Wall Street. So uh, it ain't shit a man can do about that. All this shit women's fault. The first time women say, hell no, if you can't read above a third grade uh, reading level, we ain't fucking with you. Guess what? It's going to be libraries busting open like crazy. More downloads to uh, Britannica, EncyclopediaBritannica.com than ever before. Trust me. I put a million dollars that I don't even have on it. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, I know, you know, everybody got to get their viewpoints and stuff like that. But, you know, just a... Uh, uh, you know, just something that, you know, people can, might use for food for thought. You know, uh, I, I really, on this topic, I really don't have no nothing to put on the brothers because pretty much the guy's going to do what guy's going to do. And, you know, that sounds cliche, but it's the truth. You know, if if you don't require nothing and you come off like, oh, I got this, I got this, all I need is a dick, well, that's all you're going to get is a dick. You know, you know, so, uh, I mean, it, you know what? I mean, hell, that's all we mainly want anyway. Well, you know, but we'll do anything for pussy, including act right, including being shivers, including working two jobs. You know, it all depends. It all depends on what you make us do. That's right. It's all on the woman. Everything is the woman's fault. Period. You know, but um, uh, you know, I never really had a lot of problems with the independent thing to an extent because. I was so turned off by women who didn't cook, clean, and Lord knows if you walking around like your dick bigger than mine, I can't fuck with you. You know, I'm just like, you know, hopefully you selling ass or whatever because I, I can't stick around long enough to play the game because, you know, you telling me what to do and telling me when to wake up and all this shit, and I ain't got time for that shit, you know. And I want to hear some pans jingling and some mopping and shit going on, clothes being folded. You know, I ain't got time for all this other shit, but... uh. But uh, for the guys, you know, for the women that do, you know, that that wear the, you know, suits and twist around and telling men what to do. I mean, I ain't got nothing but love for you, but at the same time, you know, you know, you know, hell, you know, you gotta understand something. This is the man's world. It's always gonna be the man's world. We was put here first, you know. So just like before us, it was the dinosaur's world. And guess what? <laughs> nothing beat a damn dinosaur, you know. So it's our turn, you know. So now when I'm you know, these motherfuckers start World War Three and some more shit pop up. Well, you know, this conversation will be permanently ended, I guess, unfortunately. But as of as of the last, what, half of, what, 30,000, 35,000 years, it's been out. Mm. Oh, I was waiting on you to make your point of them, but <laughs> I got a lot of people on hold. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're they going to tune in for part two of the show. All right. So I appreciate that, man. And Daddy Rich, give your final thoughts. Man, good show. I had to break off and go to another one, come back again. But good show, man. Uh, I like everybody's opinion on things. Kind of got good in there. I like that. But uh, I'm ready for some uh, zone coverage. All I can say is Scam Newton, baby. Scam Newton. <laughs> Daddy Rich ain't heard a word nobody say. You're right. All right, man. I appreciate that, Daddy Rich. Uh, Stanley, go ahead, man. 
great show like usual and everything. It's always a great show and everything. Um, coming back to this, I I hope that we're going to go back to, like you said, loving each other and caring each other because we have a huge problem. Uh, men and women, we used to, black men and black women, we used to be together. We used to be as one. We used to fight together and do things together, and we need to go back to that. We need to stop. The respect that we have between both uh, both gender is lost. We have to go back to the basic of respecting each other, being honest to each other, and hearing each other, and stop yelling and this and that, and not a lot of brothers don't feel hurt. And I'm sure a lot of sisters don't feel hurt. We we have to accept uh, what a lot of sisters are saying, that they feel hurt. But sister has to accept when brothers are telling you that we're hurt about stuff and stop putting it aside like it's nothing. We both are hurt and everything. But if we go back to the strength that we have, if we go back to the the uniqueness that we have as black women and black men, don't forget, if it wasn't for black men and black women together, we would not have the equality that we have right now in 2015. It's because of black men and black women together that we did that. We have to go back to that, to the foundation. We need each other. So we got to start saying to black men, good, uh, bad black men, we have, to, we have to check them. The bad black sister, sisterhood, you got to check those sisters too. You got to go both ways. And if we do that, maybe we could go back to what we have. That's what I hope. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate you chiming in from the Great White North Canada. And let's see, Buck, go to you, bro. Great show. A um, lot of good viewpoints. Um, but I, I, the thing I have to say is very, very simple. I, I think, you know, going back to basics, and, you know, learning to listen to one another is one of the main things that we need to kind of, you know, the, between, you know, the black women and black men, they need to listen to each other. Um, I think, you know, in my opinion, there's enough blame to go around on both sides. So if we can stop blaming each other and actually try to find some solutions, I think that'll work better than anything else, simply because, I mean, just sitting up here, you know, talking about this one and that one and, and what this one did, what that one did, is not getting anything solved. And it, if anything, it's driving driving them further, driving us further apart. So, you know, to get communicate, you know, I always say that's one of the things you got to do is, is is key. The communication between, you know, men and women, black men and black women, I think is best. And at that point, you know, once you start communicating and listening to each other, you know, and you know, trying to find solutions and Trying to you know try to work together as one like like used to be, things would be a whole lot easier um, and, and be able to get along at that point. So you know if we do those types of things, you know that's that's where we got to start. We got to have we got to put a positive foundation down. And right now there's not a foundation. There's not even blueprints in my opinion. But you know we have to, this is this is a subject that has to be talked about. This is something you know. We are, you know, something that has to be talked about, something that has to be, you know, we have to reach common ground. And that's the reason why we have shows like this. So, you know, but we got to get there. And hopefully, you know, if, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if we start doing some of these things to get there, I think, you know, it'll be better in the long run. But great show as always, and everybody have a great evening. Thank you, sir. 
Uh, other cue? Okay, I guess he may have dropped off. Ray? Yeah, uh, this is a great, great show tonight. I mean, um, interesting topic. I mean, you know when we have topics like this, it's going to get kind of rowdy. It's going to get kind of <laughs> loud. And, and you don't want to pick the topic, so you know that. So <laughs> it, 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 is, it is what it is. I mean, that's talk the queue at its at its finest. Everybody's passions come out. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has an opinion. They have a right to voice it and you know, you gotta respect it or you not respect it. But the problem the way I see it is, you know, with 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 the females it's hard for guys to, to have all that stuff that they used to have because you don't feel respected. Now, you have no problem with showing that to your wife or showing that to your mother or whatever the case may be because they may respect your your situation and your position. But out here in society, it's not respected that way. And women that say all day, well, we want equal rights. Okay, if it's equal rights, we're going to fight for things to be equal. They want more than you. So, therefore, it, it can never be an agreement. You know, as long as it's okay, well, you say something about a woman, it's a problem. You, we drink too much. We both over 21, but if we get drunk, you're the only one responsible for holding your liquor. You know, it's just all these type of deals. That's what get guys frustrated. Okay, you slap the shit out of me. You ain't going to jail. But I push you. Oh, do you see him shove me? Somebody call the cops. Now it's a whole other situation. It's a whole other problem. And... That's what gets guys frustrated. And that's what's about equal rights. Okay, nobody, no guy minds doing things for women like, like my cousin say. It's all about pussy at the end of the day. And women had the power. So guys are going to go which way the women lead. But you can't step on us when you're leading. You know, and I think that if women understood that, things would get better, but I don't know if they can get better, you know, and and I'm serious. I think, you know, black men and black women, for the most part, need to go their separate ways. I mean, I'm not saying who's at fault, but if you can't get along, go your separate way. And there are small percentages who can get along, but at the same time, you know, let it be what it is. But it's a great show. Great topic. It's good to, to to hear Cousin Q. It's good to hear Stan come on and, you know, just represent their opinion. And, you know, everybody's not going to like it, but you can lay your head on the pillow and say, hey, you know, I said what I felt like was your opinion. And you can't do that everywhere in America. You know, you can't say that on a job, in the street, on the news, on the news, on TV, or none of that. So, Thank you. Talk with you. All right. I appreciate it, Ray. And Crystal, shut it down for me. You still there? Oops, hold up. I think I have her on mute. Crystal, you there? Yes, I'm here. My bad. I had you on mute. My bad. (laughs) That's okay. I've been on mute all night. Well... 
I would say with all this testosterone and balls flying around, you know, it gets a little messy in here. That's why I said it's probably better for me not to be on the show with the boys club. But the thing is, you know, I have to say that one of the people I agree with in here is Ray. <laughs> I think that for the larger percentage, not all, of black men and women, we definitely need to go our separate ways. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly. You know, we're done. And we are we are literally at an impasse. And if that's too big of a word, please look it up. You know, we you know, it's 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 not done for everyone. And I don't I think, you know, I've always said that we should open ourselves up to love no matter what race because you know, I don't believe that race um I have to be in love with a black man or you know, I mm-hmm. can be in love with whoever I want and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Please do. Please do. And um and there are plenty of women out there, black women, you know, who who love you guys. <laughs> you know, and that's great. You know, black love is beautiful. <laughs> but um but for like you said, for for those of us who are done, hey, keep it moving. Please. And just for the record, I love it when a man opens the door for me. It happens all the time. I love it. And I always say thank you. But good show, Q. Um, I'll let you boys go and play football or whatever. And possibly I'll be on tomorrow. I don't know. But I'll always be listening to you, Q. Thank you very much, Crystal. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, this show, of course, I knew it was going to be volatile. Uh, to what extent, I, I never know. But I knew it was going to be volatile. And, I mean... As far as the guys are concerned, some men are fed up. You know, I get that. Some men are really, um, um, I, I guess there's some there's some women that are really assertive these days, and they got the power grab thing going, the power struggle going, and I think it's rubbing men the wrong way. And opposites attract, and if women are trying to act like dudes, then ultimately dudes will treat them like dudes. And I do think there are some women out there who do need a reality check. You know, if a guy can't see the kindness in your eyes, then you can expect that at some point you may be mistreated because of it. Now, as on the flip side, um, there are some women who have been pushed to their limits. Uh, there are some ladies who are tired of guys taking advantage of them when they're kind. Um, and there are some, you know, guys out there who are just plain sorry. I mean, and we all know some. Uh, but it's like if you don't show that you're a leader – and a protector, then she really has no reason to respect you as a man. All right. So I think that both genders has have some work to do. Now I'm personally not willing to give up on black women or whatever, but I mean, I think both genders have some work to do. Now, as far as me as a man, um, I mean, I can only, you know, I'm gonna speak to myself because I see I, this is and this is like the whole problem I've had with the conversation this evening. Now, now, even though I understand there's truth to a lot of truth to what everyone is saying, it's just that when you ask a question about one thing and it goes to what someone else is doing, I can't, I can't, I can't go with that. All right. I do, I do know that what women do influence men and what men do influence women. However, everyone has a mind of their own. And I just don't think you can say that 
you're doing something because of you know what this person is doing you know it you know I understand how it can change your mindset a little bit how things can be a little jaded but only to a certain extent and I look hey, at Q. it like like this you you know the power though <laughs> so I mean but no I mean yeah like I said to a certain extent but I I look at it like this I look at it like um um because I I feel like we as guys every guy on this phone wants to be a leader all right, We're, we all of us are old, old school. We want to be head of the household. All right, if that means being head of the household, if that means being a leader, then in order to act like a leader, that means you got to do things because it's the right thing to do and not because of what someone else is doing. All right, so case in point is, I mean, you can almost look at it like a, a football team, so to speak. All right, yeah, the wide receiver can complain all they want, you know, the running back can complain all they want, but you're the quarterback. You're the one that's supposed to have control of the team. All right. And if you don't have control of the team, then, yeah, everyone ultimately will start to disrespect you. Okay. So, I mean, if you stick to the playbook, which the playbook worked 50 years ago, you know, but, I mean, it doesn't work now because we just have a totally different mindset now. But, I mean, if you stick to whatever the plan is, then ultimately things will probably work out. You know, and then, you know, of course, some people just need to be cut from the team. But the the bottom line is I, I feel like both genders need to look at each other. All right. I'm sick of women pointing the finger at men saying that the reason I'm no good is because of you. And guys are doing the same thing, pointing at women saying that I mean, we're the only race that does that. Y'all ever thought about that? And I'm just making it a race thing now. We're the only race that does that. Okay. For I mean, as far mm-hmm. as a majority. So it's something wrong. But, I mean, that's the thing. I don't, because we both want leverage. And, and I mean, men want leverage in relationships. Women want leverage in relationships. And that's the problem. We, instead of wanting to help each other and be with each other, we're trying to get over on each other, all right? Someone wants an ace in the, up their sleeve in order to make sure they don't look like what someone referred to as the chump, all right? So guys don't want to look like the chump, so it's like, well, I'm not doing anything. So then you have women like, well, I'm not getting played out or anything, so I'm not doing this. And now no one's doing it, no one's doing nothing. And yet we can't seem to figure it out because we're so busy pointing at each other when both of us are the reason there's a problem. So as soon as everyone starts looking at themselves, then I think that we can kind of work on rectifying the situation. Now, you know, when I say something about what men need to do, all of a sudden I'm not so popular. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm totally okay with that because, I mean, I believe in accountability, and I'm speaking from my own experiences. If there's something I feel like I need to improve, or whatever, then I'm going to do that, and I don't have a problem with it, all right, because I don't think it makes me vulnerable by any means by doing so. But there are some people who never look at themselves and say, well, hey, there's something that I can be doing differently, you know, and I think that's why these importance are necessary, first of all, because you have to hear what everyone's thinking to know what's going on, and once it's all been put out there, now that we have heard, you know, Crystal side, and I wish there were other women. There's some women that chimed in on Facebook, but I didn't really have time to read it. Um, 
I wish they could have called in. And we've heard the guys say what they had to say. Now it's up to the listeners to take that information and do something with it and realize that if we don't, then, yeah, ultimately you might have a race quit on each other, and that will be a first for this world. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, show, I, I, I appreciate everyone's opinions. Everyone was honest. Everyone was was passionate. And you know, we don't have to agree on the show. But, you know, we're just trying to get some stuff out there so people can listen. A lot of times, I'll listen to the show and I hear something I may have missed, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, I understand what that person was saying." You know, when I listen to the show the next day. So and uh, so, I just appreciate it. It was a good show. Um, you ought to do a poll, kid. And um, a poll on what? You like on some of the different viewpoints? You know, of course, you probably have to sum it up. I can give you mine. I'm just like, if 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 I'm telling you, and I'm referring to I'm as pretty much straight man, I would do anything for that pussy. Basically, it's in your court. So if you're not requiring me to do nothing, who fault is it? So that's my spin on it. So, but see, but that to me that goes back to the leader thing. It's like if 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 I want to, if I'm a leader, if I'm head of household, if I'm supposed to be the man or whatever, then I'm not seeking to just victimize women just for the sake of victimizing women. It's like I mean, it depends on your place. Now, don't get me wrong. If you just somebody out there just trying to get your rocks off, then so be it or whatever. Let that be known from the jump. I'm not saying is there anything wrong with that. I'm talking about as far as people who who are looking for relationships but then decide they may want more than one relationship. Those are the people I feel like, you know. I mean, but, yeah, if women band together and said that, uh, yeah, you had to have a college degree in order to yeah. get a date, then, yeah, every guy would go to school. I have, I have no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But it but it shouldn't yeah. take that. Yeah, but, but it so, take when yeah. You get, so when you get pregnant – See what it is, and I, I know the show is over with. We got to go on, but when, when, when what's done happen so much with the women just hating the men is they hating themselves. You know, when they fourteen through twenty three or something like that, they going after the wrong type of dudes and risking getting pregnant. Now you getting pregnant for this dude who clearly ain't gonna be no daddy. He done been suspended so many times. He clearly headed to jail, and. You're trying to right a wrong with the wrong folks. You see what I'm saying? You, I mean, well, I mean, I, I like, get what you're saying. And, and other I mean, races, I, I'm not. I'm not. You, you know how I am. I'm the last person to put another race uh, up above, you know, my own. But at the same time, you really don't see that. In a, you really don't that, see that in other races where they like. In I don't know nothing about China, but I just say, for instance, stereotyping maybe, right. but in a positive way. That in China, I'm pretty much sure that the father and the mother and the and the community don't teach the woman to go after the the thuggest nigga they can. Well, whatever and that's the true, slang term the, is for Chinese, long story, long story short, I mean the key you said there was father and mother, uh, first of all. But also you have to look at it like this: if women are teaching girls their daughters not to run after these thugs, and if guys are teaching their sons not to be thugs, then we won't have a problem. Again, it's accountability. It's each person taking care of their own, and that's what we're yeah, not doing. But, but I, can't you, tell, if, I can't tell this You can woman, come from an orphan, but if you know once you reach puberty that you ain't finna get no pussy being no thug, you ain't finna be no thug. You ain't finna join no gang. You ain't finna do shit. Right. That takes yeah. having a man that's going to teach you that. 
But again, that's that accountability thing. Because if a woman tries to teach you that, it may not come off the same. So if everyone, again, if everyone's doing what they're supposed to do and being accountable for their gender, we don't have this problem. I can't tell this little 13-year-old, don't be, this little 13-year-old girl, don't be a hoe anymore than this woman can tell my 13-year-old son, don't be a thug. But if we talk to our own kids, it ain't no problem. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that, you know, that was real cool of, uh, you know, uh, Crystal hanging in at night. You know, I like, wow, the, you know, the, it's a lot of women listeners. I mean, you know, people don't want to call in. Like, we, we had well, talking about feminine rights. Women don't want to call hey. in. We talking about gay stuff. No, no males ever call I in. I honestly think hey, that there are a lot of people me, who are I agree. Afraid to call in. I agree. I, but, I honestly but, there are a lot of people who are afraid to call in. But them women's and cocktails or whatever you call it, man, they probably doing the same thing on their show. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? But, yeah, they probably doing the same thing on their show. You know, you think all women get together, they ain't going to be bashing the hell out of us? Oh, I believe yeah. That's, I that's, that's, how the view guys, that's how the view guys but, but see, but see, but see, but see, this is a problem. And I just want guys to realize, if you are single on the line, so everybody's not mad, but you're single on the line, do you, do you consider yourself a good guy? Ask yourself that question. If you mm-hmm. are a good guy, why is it that a good woman is so hard to find? Ask yourself that question. Now you say, well, damn, if I go out, I treat them right, and I talk to them, and I'm this and I'm that, and they still can't come around and see the light, is it me or is it them? You got to ask yourself that question. Then you got to ask yourself, damn, man, you know, every chick I go out with, you know, she's the same type, you know, nice legs, nice ass, isn't that black? Ask yourself that question. Now, now Now you say, all right. I, I don't want to leave that way because that's too bold and they going to shut me down on Twitter or where the fuck they, they chat on. I don't want to say all this and that, but what, what, what is what is the truth? So you say, damn, you intelligent, you know, you got your, your shit in order. Okay, why the girls ain't, ain't beating down the door? Say, man, let me get online. Why is that? You got to ask yourself these questions. Yeah, I ain't talking to nobody. Uh, I ain't talking to nobody in particular. I'll be, I'm just being extra something. Question. I'll use my. I'll use myself as a, as an example. That's an excellent point because they want a thug in their life. <laughs> I'll use myself as as an example, you know, and I, I don't know if anyone else wants to or not. Um, I mean, because I'm a single dude, I could have someone. I could think of three or four women, and all honestly, I could be in a relationship with now. But because I'm kind of like in chase mode. Or whatever, and I'm chasing the wrong ones. That's kind of my problem, because I'm I'm that I'm that guy that's looking at the big butts right now, trying to get one of them to act right. And I'll be honest with you, they ain't acting right. But if I decide, if I decide to be real, you can while you can. If I decide, if I decide to stop chasing these chasing these kids and looking at some of these sevens or eights, I might I'll probably be all right. No, I'm gonna give you the advice. Advocated hey, it like this. You, you figure out that that they not acting right before you feed them and before you get them drunk, bro. And I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I'm, 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 I'm dead ass serious. You know, I'm taking these chicks out, spending fifty six dollars, and then you realize she ain't this, she ain't that. Shit. No, no. I'll tell you something. We gonna find out what's up. Um, we do all that. 
I tell you something I learned from Mr. Solutions or whatever. Mr. Solution, um, you know, was kind of was an influence as far as I like meeting people for coffee. I mean, you meet them at a little coffee place and you kind of chit chat. I mean, it's not like this whole big ordeal or whatever. If it's someone you're not sure about, meet them for coffee. Coffee's cheap. You ain't got to go to no Starbucks unless you want to. You ain't got to pay for it neither. So, and he says he doesn't, I, I think he says he doesn't pay for it. I think he says he goes Dutch or something. I mean, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not required to. I mean, I will pay for coffee, but um, no, you're not required to. No. So, all right, let's, we ain't going to have any time left to talk sports. So, <laughs> let me go ahead and say you've been I say you go and get us fired up, man. <laughs> You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions, a lot of opinions. Um, if you want to chime in on this topic, hit me up um, via email at talktoqnow at gmail.com. Give your opinion, especially if you're a lady. I love to hear your opinion since you all did um, choose to call in aside from Crystal. Um, and I thank her for having the guts. And um, if you want to find out what we were chatting about on Twitter and Facebook, then search hashtag T2Q, and you can find some of those discussions. Right now i got a lengthy discussion going on on Facebook about uh, um, a guy named Michael Thompson out of Florida and Chanel Tapper out of California just discussing um, people's worth. You know, talking about as far as what, who's worth doing what for. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, you can hear the show every Tuesday and Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, go to talktoq.com for a show calendar to see upcoming events and what's coming up next. Now we're going to get into a little zone coverage. Talk a little football before we wrap things up for the evening. So I'll be back in about 90 seconds. Hey, what up, Q? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole circle thing though. Help me, anything move, we knock out. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramurals, brother. Just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got an excuse tonight, Roy? Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice?
back. Zone coverage on T2Q. We're talking sports, mainly football. Sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone. You know how we do it. Um, I was just noticing, I didn't know that Spike Lee's movie Chirac um, starts in theaters this weekend. I wonder how many theaters that's going to show on. That would be interesting. Um, real quick, before we get into football, did anybody see the Klitschko Tyson Fury fight? Yeah, I saw it. The worst hit was Man, that fight was hard to watch. But I do think that the decision was correct. What do you think? Oh, yeah, it was definitely correct. But, man, I, I, oh, I just don't know. I, I might be looking at it wrong, but, man, I believe I could have knocked one of them guys when they asked. <laughs> they, they, they wasn't doing nothing. Tyson Fury it's was, just, it's, he was awkward. You know, with his punches, he was the aggressor. Klitschko looked scared. He looked like he just was terrified of the possibility of being hit. And anytime you go into a fight and you've only thrown like, what, connected on like four punches in the first two or three rounds or something crazy like that, that's that's ridiculous, man. He averaged mm-hmm. four and a half punches per round. He landed fifty-two punches <laughs> the entire fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Yep. It's almost, it's, almost like Klitsch, it's almost like Klitschko stayed out too late the night before, and then he decided to come in there and he maybe still hung over from the night before. It, it was just really bizarre to see. Like Randall Klitschko Texas Cobb. Yeah. I mean, he just he seemed like he was, it's like he was, you know, getting over a hangover or something. It just didn't <laughs> really, 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 really talk. I mean, so I, I just know, I know, um, I think Brian Jennings, fights uh, this Saturday. Um, And I think he's the next person that Deontay Wilder has to fight. And uh, so that can be a pretty good fight right there. But I'm just waiting for Deontay Wilder to get a shot at Tyson Fury and um, bring that belt back to the States so the heavyweight championship can start to mean something again, hopefully. Man, Um, he took all the belts. I ain't never seen it go down like that. Yeah, he won the fight, man. He must have had four or five belts on him. I was like, man, yeah. damn, that's all it takes to get the belt. Cause Chris was scared, man. You he know, really I don't was. know whether the height, the height of the size or what, but he act like the old Klitschko when he was getting knocked out by a feather punches. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, he act like he was just scared to get hit. And the twelfth you know, round was the only round that he fought, and he actually did pretty well. I'm like, man, if you could have fought like this the whole fight. It would have been about some. He was just trying. It was too little, too late at that point. Yeah, yeah, that was. And, and then um, okay. Jonathan Banks was trying to tell him, you know, dude, you need to step it up. You need to knock out. And he just, he was scared. He really looked scared. So, by the way, Jonathan Banks, former T2Q guest, throw that out there. Yep. yep. All right, let's go ahead and get into this football. And uh, since it's past his bedtime, I'll go ahead and start with Dr. Willis first. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Willis, y'all finally got a chink in the armor. Denver was able to get over on the Patriots, 30 to 24 (laughs) in overtime. Um, Brock Osweiler looked, you know, pretty good and everything. He looks like he's a decent, he's going to be a decent, serviceable quarterback. But man, you all are running out of players fast. You know what, um, we've always, you know, our team always been like, you know, next man up mentality. Um, you know, and, and to be honest with you, 
I don't even think that was even the issue. Because, um, I mean, as you can see, as when Chandler got in, right, uh, his first couple of passes, you know what I'm saying, they were kind of like off whatever. But once he got in rhythm, guess what? He became our go-to uh, that night. The problem was, and, you know, and I, I'll tell you what, I'll be the first to raise my hand and tell you that I do not believe in blaming the refs on anything. But if it wasn't so blatant that night that the refs were totally against, you know, they they weren't gonna they weren't gonna call anything for us or you know they were gonna call everything against us. I mean, it just worked out that way. Um, but I will say that Denver did look good though. That 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 quarterback they got, I think he's I'll gonna be. he's gonna be their future. He's gonna he's gonna be all right. But I don't think okay. I don't think they beat us just themselves. You know, what I'm saying I, I think they had a little help, and it's not their fault. Um, I think this might be a Roger Goodell thing. <laughs> uh, as, as a matter of fact, just to prove it, just to even go a step further, that that officiating crew that he just demoted, they just assigned them to the Patriots game. So I mean, he's 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 blatantly coming after the Patriots. He because uh, he know right now if Tom Brady get to the Super Bowl and win, man, that is going to be egg all over his face. I mean, it's going to be real bad for Roger Goodell. It, it would look bad for real. It, but right, he so to I think. You're going to have to do a lot of cheating to keep the Patriots out. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got to think about it. And this is why I'm proud yeah. of the team because even with a decimated team, even with, you know what I'm saying, our, all our superstars out uh, playing against the refs and, you know, all the other shit that was going on, you know, we still, you know, almost won the game. Uh, so, you know, and, and if it hadn't been for old boys muffing that damn punt, we would have won anyway regardless of, of the outcome uh, with the refs. But like I said, and I will put it out there because I know a lot of a lot of folks will be like, oh, there you go blaming the refs and stuff like that. Anybody who watched that game and who's honest with themselves know that, you know, that that was just a, a bad officiated game against us. And it wasn't even both ways. It was, that was that was strictly against us. And I think um, Gronkowski gets targeted for offensive pass interference, kind of like, um, yeah. you know, because he, he, he just he has that reputation now. And because uh, sometimes uh, they don't even seem like it's all that bad, you know, and they'll still call it. But uh, and then last but not least, uh, on that on that one, uh, the t- the last touchdown of the game, uh, they they didn't even call. Um, um, one of our defenders were held, and one had a, a freaking hand all up in his face, man, had his head back and everything. And uh, I mean, people got screen gra- uh, grabs of that stuff. It was never, and the referee standing right there wouldn't even call it. So I mean, there was a lot of things that that you know went our way, and, and and the only thing that convinced me that it was the rest is like I said with this new revelation that uh, the, the Goodell and them were putting a uh, and a demoted crew to officiate our game. But here's the intriguing mm-hmm. part about this though: the intriguing part about that though is that that crew may be mad at the NFL for demoting them, so we may get some calls on this one. So it may backfire on the We'll find out. And Ray, Ray, do you think that Osweiler is just holding Peyton's spot? Or do you think that he's the new starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos? Uh, he's the new starting quarterback. I mean, see, anytime you come to a, a guy that that threw 4,700 yards and 30-something touchdowns last year, and they say, well, we want you to take a pay cut and $15 million, them guys knew something. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to bring in Kubiak to run the offense. Now, Peyton Manning been running his own offense this, his whole career. See, that's the problem. And mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about, oh, man, he's the greatest. He is, he's that. Okay, you put him in the same circumstances. You put him out there with what what, what Cam Newton got out there, and, you know, he got to make something happen to people busting through the line and all that. Is he the best? See, no. 
I think that I don't believe there's shit wrong with his foot. I believe they're giving him a way out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do think about it. For the first six weeks or something, we didn't see nothing wrong with no foot. We didn't see him limping at all. We didn't see none of this. We didn't see, see like, McNair, when he was living, he, when he was playing, he uh would be hurt. He didn't practice all week and come out and play in the game. Okay, now we know you just a tough guy playing with injuries. We didn't hear nothing about none of this until he started throwing all them interceptions. They like, damn, man, shit. You know, he's leading the NFL in interceptions. Right, right. Let me, you let me know, explain something. Right, let me explain something to you. Yeah, this man, this man been playing hurt. This man has been playing under, you know, underachieving all season. So for Peyton, I mean, yeah, it's something wrong with him, all right. Father Time has caught up with that ass and tearing that ass up. <laughs> so his foot messed up, his back messed up, his neck messed up, everything on him is messed up. Obviously, his vision messed up. His, his vision, everything. I mean, hell, he might be losing some teeth. For all I know. All I can no. tell you is. Wilder is is gotten out there and he's playing a good game. It's not necessarily about whether he's paying for taking a pay cut or getting a pay raise or any of that shit. Hey, man, but you know what? Sorry. Something Ray said. Yeah. Something Ray said makes a lot of sense though. Yards. This Joker is a great regular season quarterback, and that's it. But so check it out, great something, something Ray said made a lot of sense though. You notice how he talked about the coordinator. Um, kind of running the show now. If you think about all of Peyton Manning's backup quarterbacks in his career, most of them have been garbage because he runs the show. So when they get in the game, they don't know what to do. You see the difference now when someone comes in that actually has a coordinator who puts things together as opposed to Peyton. Now you have a backup who's more than capable of coming in and actually being effective. I think that's made a difference, and that's the reason why Osweiler is performing well too because he wouldn't have performed well under Peyton um, if Peyton was running things, I mean, and, and and another thing with Manny is it's just that you know I I don't think that he wants to accept the fact that he's done. He believes if he could go to another team and run an offense, I was reading another day when the alert came up. He said he's going to play next year, regardless if it's in Denver, and they say they won't be in Denver. He won't get no interest from no teams. And we we we'll see what happens. I know he came back to, to to get the record anyway. He too classy of a guy to say, you know, that's what I did. That's right. why I respect what Nash said a couple of years ago, where he just say I want the money. You rarely see a guy look in the camera and just say that, because yeah. you know I play the game because I love it and I this and I that. But no, nah, he needs to hang it up. Anytime you start looking bad when you had a legendary career, you need to hang it up. And I think. He, he should throw his last football because as long as Brock is in there, they got a chance to go all the way. They 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 beat the Patriots. Like I say, yeah, I didn't see all the game, but 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 yeah, I kind of heard they did get screwed. New England did get screwed over. Yeah. I believe Brady them gonna pull it out if they play him again. But they do have a chance as long as they got Osweiler in there. But you got Peyton Manning. Shit, you ain't got no more chance than if you put one of us in there. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, but uh, so Patriots, they, like I said, they got some injuries. Um, I have no idea who their running backs are. It's really confusing me in fantasy football. Uh, C.J. Anderson decided to show up and play some ball. 
So that's what everyone expected from him at the beginning of the season. We'll see if that's a flash in the pan or not. But uh, Denver goes to 9-2. and two. And uh, so, all right, uh, Eminem, you're still all right. Yeah, I'm here. And, man, neither one of us had a good Thanksgiving, Eminem, but no, Detroit is on a hot streak, man, and they destroyed Philly 45-14. They're like the third game in a row Philly's allowed 45 points, or second game? Yeah, third. worst uh Yeah, second game in a row. Team. Yeah, second, but it's the worst um as far as, you know, giveaways, it's the worst in team history. So, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, it's just a debacle. You know, I'm just. All right. So let's, let's just address the elephant in the room. First of all, and talk about Chip Kelly. Uh, Well, I mean, like I say, you know, he, he, he he got to go just period, you know, so. uh, Chip ain't gone week five. Yeah. You know, it's like now what helped him out was the fact that the whole damn division sucked so bad that instead of him getting ran out of town by week three, you know, you know, uh, you know, everybody kind of had to play that role. Like, okay, let's see where this goes. We still got a chance and all that. But now we still only like one and a half games back and all that. But at the way we're looking, it's not one of the – okay, a loss is a loss. But, you know, when, when, you, when you're on a losing streak but you only lost maybe by a field goal or – lost the way maybe uh, Cleveland did last night or something like that, you don't feel as bad because you still think, okay, yeah, I can beat that team. But when you're getting slammed and you're, getting, you, you're looking screwed up on both sides of the ball, it's like, you know, you know, it's time to just drop them blades now, you know, go with the interim head coach. Of course, the season's still going to probably be a wash and then start back from scratch and Do know, stay see what happens. <clears throat> right. I love to have Herm Edwards in there to, you know. Man, just get I'm a big Herm Edwards fan. Yeah, yeah, I love Herm, you know. You played to win the game. You know. <laughs> hey, the, the, it won't be a divided Hello? locker room. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. Let's yeah, that, that was pretty good. Bike. That was pretty you good. Like that? That? <laughs> nah, that was, that was him. That was oh, pretty damn, good. That was good. Yeah, he did real good with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Detroit and Philly are, are both four and seven. I don't know what's gotten into Detroit, why they act like they believe all of a sudden and why they're playing well. Uh, they play the Packers next, so they get a chance to play spoiler to them. Um, but they're they're getting it done right now. Matt Stafford is making some halfway decent decisions, and they're no longer in the basement. You know, they're looking all right. So... All right, as far as Carolina 33, Cowboys 14, um, man, all that by Romo ended really fast. That wrestler came out and gave Carolina all the points to start the game off. Man, that dude went Peyton Manning quickly. He went Peyton Manning quickly. Say that again. Say that one more time. I said he went Peyton Manning quickly. He came out and threw – Every pass to Carolina. First of all, I said I said last week that Carolina, the difference that Carolina had, that was a great matchup, but I thought Carolina's linebackers were a problem. And Luke Keekley, man, that dude, not only can they hit like a mug, they cover very well. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like Romo just threw some Neil O'Donnell passes out in the flat 
to you know, I mean, they had good coverage. I mean, they they fooled him, oh, yeah. and and they suck and with a pass rush also, and they suckered him into those throws he made. And um, hey, I mean, said, hey, one more I'm open, one more do it to him. Right. Hey, well, uh, hey you you talking about he went Peyton Manning, but that's what Peyton Manning gonna be next year. So, yeah, and they didn't stick with the running game. They, were, I mean, I know they got down, but I mean. You got to run the ball more than ten times or fourteen times, uh, so they didn't stick with the running game, and um, the game just got out of hand. I mean, Cam Newton really didn't play all that well passing wise. Sixteen of twenty seven for one eighty three with no touchdown, but he didn't have to. I mean, um, you know, Jonathan Stewart only had sixty eight yards rushing. Overall, Carolina only had two hundred and ninety four total yards, but um, three turnovers can. You know, two pick sixes can make a huge difference. They got 17 points off of turnovers and won by 19 points. So and You know, that, that that really feeds a team ego when you can have a, a letdown game stat-wise and still win. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And, I mean, so they just, yep. I mean, you know, Romo, even though he hasn't been put on IR yet, Jerry Jones, I don't know what he's waiting on. He hasn't put him on IR uh, he definitely should be done for the season. And ironically, it's still crazy. The Cowboys can still win the division, which is crazy because no one seems to want it. Except, I mean, well, the Redskins are playing well right now. The Giants don't want it. Philly don't want it. Uh, but the, the division is still up for grabs. And which is stupid. It's stupid. Three and eight, and you still got a chance. And you kind of kind of control your own destiny with two games against the Redskins. You know, one coming this Sunday. So, I don't know. But, all right, let's see. Chicago beat Green Bay to move to five and six. And yeah, what's Chicago, Chicago I don't know. Damn. Jay Cutler's playing pretty well. They're getting good play out of that backup, Rankford, uh, which is a reason. Guys like Rankford, guys like the guy from Kansas City, because uh, Zarek West or Chad Zarek, whatever his name is, him and Spencer Ware. And um, who was that up in Seattle? Thomas Rawls. Thomas those are the those are the reasons why running backs can't get paid. Those guys are the reasons why running backs can't get paid because they come in and they do such a good job that you feel like you know what I don't have to give this fool no ten million dollars. You ain't no super special back. I'm not giving you that money. You know. Yeah, but but see the thing is the question is is can these guys keep it up though? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like you see, the you see Murray Dallas. Thing, but you know, he kind of slowed down a little bit. But now they got what's his name? What's the other guy's name now? Uh, Matt Jones. That's what I'm saying. If if you can constantly find someone to replace them, then they're not gonna miss Alfred Morris. Oh yeah, beast mode is done in in Seattle. Yeah. Y'all y'all write that down. Yeah. So, but all right, so speaking of uh, the NFC North, the Vikings uh, beat the Falcons. The Falcons just, I mean, they lost five in a row. They're, they're just, I don't know. Matty Ice stuff. on ice, man. Yeah, yeah man. they lost five They lost five in a row? In yeah, a row. after yep. winning six in, in a row, row, they've lost five in a row. I know and they've been let, they've they, been let they, they, down. They just, but, they just gave Pete Carroll a present out this world because – just a few weeks ago, Atlanta alone was automatically going to probably be the 
the um, wild card. The wild card. Now they are making it so easy for Seattle to get back in there. Because Seattle's not going to win the division, I doubt it. But they're going to slip in the playoffs, and they'll probably start beating everybody once they get in. That's possible. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're in pretty good yeah. shape for a wild card right now. But, uh, yeah, but oh, yeah. Let's, talk about, Atlanta, let's talk about that's Minnesota right quick. Man, Teddy Bridgewater yeah, playing, is playing pretty well. I mean, he's not, you know, he ain't no world beater. But Bridgewater is doing, a, you know, he's, he's he pretty safe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's pretty safe with the ball for the most part. Um, he makes plays in spots. And he's doing enough to where they got to respect him and, and it allows Adrian Peterson to kind of get going and everything. But Minnesota's defense, to me, is um, really good, too. And I really can't name too many players on their defense. Um, oh, them young, from, them young boys, man. Anthony yeah. Barr, uh, Eric uh, uh, Kendricks. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, you're talking about some guys who – I mean, I recognize I can, the captain, I Captain Munderlin and a Terrence Newman and Chad Greenway, but uh, they've got a lot of guys on there who are young, and I guess that's a credit to Zimmer, Coach Zimmer for doing his thing because he's a defensive guy. But uh, And then you have guys on offense who show up in spots like a Stephon Diggs um, who's doing pretty well. Kyle Rudolph is a end. A lot of that defense assists, but you know, you know, uh, nobody's gonna say it on the on uh, you know with the mainstream media because they want to try to disqualify running backs. But see, Adrian Peterson toting that shit is feeding that defense. You know, there's there's more ball control. They got time to scramble. They you know the uh, the defense coordinator got time to you know. Uh, figure out better strategy and stuff because he is running that damn ball. I'm talking about even when he's not getting a lot of yards, he's running. He punishing, he punishing linebackers. He punishing DBs. And I mean, I mean, at the age he is, I'm just like, damn, you know. But uh, that's helping that defense a lot because I guarantee you if that defense was on the field the way our defense is, man, shit, a lot of them wins would be the L's because they've done got tired as hell by the fourth quarter. Yeah. But right now, uh, Minnesota's a three seed, and uh, unfortunately for them, they would have to face Seattle in the first round. It's playoff started today. Yeah, so, thanks to Atlanta. Yeah, so I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, got they got them this Sunday, so we'll see what they look like. Oh, so, they play this Sunday? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they play them this Sunday. Yeah, so you could be looking at a, at a preview there uh, of, of something to come. But uh, – yeah. I think we, we gotta talk. Oh, we, we so gotta talk about how how uh, Sherman shut down uh, Antonio Brown Sunday. And and yeah, and I and I get to that. And and but I, I talked to someone at work about this today, Buck, mm-hmm. about um, how they they pushed around Antonio Brown. Man, they got physical with him, and it made all the difference in the game. It seemed like. Yeah, it did make a difference in the game, but. The main difference in the game is not necessarily the shutdown of that. This is the fact that we gave him so many damn turnovers. I mean, and I said this last week. Um, if the, you know, if we had to make sure we played error-free football against Seattle because they one of those teams that capitalize on turnovers, and we turned the ball over way too much. They scored 19 points on turnovers. If they wouldn't, have, we didn't have turned the damn ball over. They wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have had a chance to win the game. So. We gave them short fields, and, you know, they capitalized on them turnovers. 
So, I mean, I, I take my hat off to Sherman. Sherman, you know, he played played a good game. Um, now, on the interception, there should have been some pass interference because he did trip the man up. But, you know, that's Seattle. You know, when you play in Seattle, there's going to be some calls that you just don't get. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, Sherman played a hell of a game, you know, and that was just to be expected. But it also, you know, Whedon had a hell of a game, you know, because, you know, with the other two receivers covered, you know, we had somebody that could get them. I mean, we still you know, we torched that secondary. But, um, you know, you can't turn the ball over. I don't care who you are. You can't turn the ball over on a team like that and expect, you know, any team really and expect to win a football game. I mean, 19 yeah, points on turnovers is just way too much. Four turnovers, but, but I mean, another th- Seattle. Seattle yeah. did have have that scheme set up pretty pretty right. I mean, they sound like they were kind of anticipating what you all wanted to do and took it away from you. Yeah, so we we were able to do some things. Uh, the, the, the worst, uh, another thing too is our poor, poor tackling. You know, we just had poor tackling too. And yeah, defense, but, uh, I mean, the last three weeks our defense has you know let. You know, hey, hey, way too many people pass, too many points pass, too many yard, you know, passing yardage on us. So that's something well, that definitely got to be corrected. Yeah, but but the defense really didn't look too bad. It was just that Russell Wilson had some throws out this world. You know, they always talk about these, these, these uh, you know, traditional white quarterbacks passes or whatever. He was needling, putting uh, the thread through the needle on some tight windows to the point where it couldn't be defended on some key times in the game. That that was a huge difference in itself. But, uh, yeah. you know, you know you, you ain't going to hear it like that, but there have been Tom Brady or uh, Drew Brees or something doing it. They've been like, God, like that. you know, they'd be bragging about the arm. But I'm saying, man, he had some passes that I, I had to look at twice. Like, damn, you know, like, I, you know, not that he can't throw, but I'm just like, damn, I ain't right. doing it like that. So, Russell Wilson was, 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 was unstable. He, and he when it's like that, the defense can't do nothing about it. That's why Dan Marino yeah. said so many records. You throwing passes to the point where nobody can't defend it. You know, unless you got some kind of rubber band arms like Cromartie or super speed like Dion, just something abnormal. But the regular defender cannot defend that shit. Yeah. But uh, he had a game. I mean, Roethlisberger had a phenomenal game. That dude, man, keeps flirting with 500 uh, yards, man. And, I mean, he's going to break that record. Yeah, but that, that's all. Yeah. Pittsburgh never, uh, whenever he has stats like that, Pittsburgh oh, yeah. is more dangerous when he throws for about 200 and they run for about, yeah. you know, 100. It's yeah. never good when he throws for 400 yards, but right. at some point, man, that dude going to go for about 575 or something. So I think it's just yep. a matter of time. But man. I, I so. think James Winston is going to get there, too. That's what's going to be funny. Oh, they ain't yeah. going to give him credit, though. And Jameis, you know, Tampa Bay was on a roll. They were on a roll and had a chance to go above 500. But um, the old man in Indy shut them down. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck, I mean, 315 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Jameis Winston didn't have a bad game, but it's just Hasselbeck, man, for some reason, that dude just, he just come out there and just play lights out. I mean, he just career yards, you know, and nobody wants to say it, but you know, uh, he should be starting overlooked right now. I'm not saying for the future, 
But hell, Hasselback ain't lost yet. If they want to win, they need to start. They bring luck, yeah. they're going to lose. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, but this guy, um, he's just getting it done right now, man. And you got to be impressed with his gameplay. Seven TDs and two interceptions. And, 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 and think games. about it, though. And, and Hasselbeck, I know he's in hog heaven because he hadn't had this one's offensive talent around him probably since his earliest days in, in the NFL. <laughs> You know, because he didn't have that kind of, you know, yeah. Because when he was there, you know, Sean Alexander before he flubbed out, and, you know, maybe Joy Galloway for a short time. Uh, I can't remember who else, but, you know, he hadn't had no weapons around him, true weapons, yeah, for him to just play with like this. So he didn't hog heaven because that's what happened to a lot of quarterbacks. Y'all remember when uh, – I know Ray remember when uh, – when everybody thought Rich Gannon was washed up, then he got to the Raiders and oh yeah, shit, they they put some points on like him. Yeah, he was going to run. Yeah, and speaking of the Raiders, Ray, um, I mean, you know, the Raiders um, got over on the Titans twenty four twenty one. They said um, in that game that Amari Cooper broke the rookie um, receiving record. Um, Amari Cooper yeah. right now. Um, yeah, eight, 851 yards, 851 yards. As many good receivers that have come through Oakland throughout the franchise history, man, I would have thought Tim Brown or somebody would have um, had more than 1,000 yards in a rookie season. I'd have had no idea that um, James nah. Jett held the record and that it was that low. Yeah, because you remember Tim Brown got off to a slow start. They was, you know, really questioning Tim Brown when he first got to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, uh, but it's 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 good that Cooper got the record. I mean, he he's you know he's he, he's a weapon, man. I mean, sometimes I feel like they don't go to him enough, but you know when he's a humble kid, so when he gets the ball, he just do what he do and really don't complain about it or nothing like that. But when you got a guy like that, you got to use him. Well, uh, you know, Tennessee held tight with you all. Y'all had a lot of penalties that kept them in the game. Uh, oh, that's yeah. just That's rate of football, 11 penalties, yeah. 94 yeah. yards, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, I mean, you know, Derek Carr, 24 of 37, 330 yards, three TDs and no interceptions. And this dude looks confident, man. He doesn't just look like a good quarterback. He looks confident. Um, 24 touchdowns and only six interceptions. I mean, he, he he's really just taking it to a new level. And because of that, you know, the Raiders are still in the mix for the playoff hunt. You know, they're five and six. Uh, you're a game behind Houston for that last wild card spot right now. And uh, Houston is kind of caught on fire. And Dr. Willis, yeah. Houston destroyed the Saints, man, 24 to six. Um, are we going to see the Saints – Split up? Are they going to bust that team up, fire Sean Payton, and just start from scratch? Because they just seem like they're not doing anything right now. I don't know if they're going to fire Sean Payton. They might get rid of Drew or something. I don't know. I mean, but I I do see it. Um, I do see it getting getting um, you know, rearranged, split up, or whatever you want to call it. Because um, right now, man, it's, it's pitiful over there. You know, so, those fans, they, they they haven't really done much, but those fans expect them to be, you know, on top every year as if they were, you know, a Patriots or some or, you know, <laughs> or, or some other team that's winning or Seattle or something, you know. But 
you know, I can't blame them for, you know, having those expectations of your team, but sometimes it can be unrealistic. I think they're going to get split up, though. I mean, right now they're they just looking woeful, man. Hey, they look horrible, man. Anytime you're putting up six points um, yep. as a Saints team, that's that's not good at all. And uh, yeah. that's just not good at all. So, um, all right. So, Buffalo and Kansas City. Kansas City won 30-22. to And Kansas City has climbed right back into this thing, man. They're in the five spot at six and five. And at one point, you know, I thought they were a non-factor. But um, Andy Reid is going to get those guys guys in a position to compete for a playoff spot. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good for them. Uh, they, you know, their defense is carrying them a little bit, but they got they have a good tight end and uh, Alex Smith. A lot of people don't get his more credit. And you got to look at how many systems this boy played in. But I tell you what, Alex Smith is doing the damn thing, man. He's he's throwing the touchdowns. You know, very few interceptions, and their defense they come after you. And, uh, you know, right now, you know, they, they are right in the thick of things, you know, and it's uh, they're looking really good. So this is the probably, out of all the teams that's fighting for a wild card spot, this is probably the team that you don't want to play against if you be the Chiefs. So they, their defensive linemen and their linebackers are very active. Um, we lost to them a few weeks ago. And they are, they, are actually, they are really getting after the football, and they're creating turnovers as well. So, and they hadn't really lost a step despite the players that they've lost. So, in fact, I think they've gotten a little bit better since, I mean, they don't have, you know, some of their key big-name marquee players. So, it's, uh, you know, they got that next man up mentality right now, and, they you know, they're getting the job done. So, I don't know if anybody want to play Kansas City, and especially having to go into Kansas City and play them. So, you know, this is a team you got to keep an eye on because they might not some they might not some big players, you know, big teams out. Yeah, yeah, definitely someone to be scared of. Um, Cincinnati's back on the right track at nine and two with thirty one seven defeat uh, um, of the St. Louis Rams, who dropped to four and seven. And uh, Jeff Fisher seemed like he's kind of coming apart at the seams. Um, Ray, the Rams were like a really good team to start the season, a really good defense, but now it appears that they are who we thought they are. They were, man, and, you know, they're probably a mediocre team at best. Um, do you think they need to go another direction with Jeff Fisher, or do you think he's doing a good job as far as making them competitive? How do you look at the Rams? Well, I've always been, you know, a, a fan or a supporter of Jeff Fisher. You went Tennessee, but – I don't know how that defense come out in the first game and just, man, they was all over the field. Like, you couldn't get yeah. no run nowhere. And then they came and let Matt Jones run all over them for wild Redskins. And I just don't don't understand the team. It, it, I don't know whether the coach is not getting them prepared or just the guys laying down because they're young or – What's going on? I know it's not working with, with the quarterback situation. With Nick Foles out there, if you don't have a quarterback, you know, you really don't have a team. But at the same time, you can't put it all on the quarterback because the defense side of the ball with all the stars they got over there, is they show up one week, then they lay down two weeks. So, you know, I mean – I don't know. Can they get somebody in there better than Fisher? I don't. I don't think so. Let's Bill Cowher or somebody come out there. So, 
I don't know what it's going to take to fix it because I can't see them outdoing Arizona anytime soon. I can't see them outdoing Seattle anytime soon. So it, it's, it's they they fighting for for third place over San Francisco, and you know they they can probably get third place, but outside of that, I don't see the Rams doing much of anything. Yeah. So uh, they don't look that good right now, not at all. And the Cardinals squeak past the 49ers, 19-13. Carson Palmer had a decent day. didn't have any touchdowns, but he didn't have any interceptions. He had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Chris Johnson is out uh, for the season. Well, not necessarily for the season. I think they can activate him if they make it to the Super Bowl. But Chris Johnson went down, and um, now they got to rely on Andre Ellington and David Johnson. Is this going to be the end of the Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl run? Because Chris Johnson was doing pretty well. Yeah, I don't think you... so. I don't think so because Carson Palmer is, got, is having an MVP-type season just like Cam Newton is, and uh, he, he's getting the job done. and. Larry, everybody thought that Larry Fitzgerald was done, and obviously he's not done. He's having a stellar season, Pro Bowl type season. So, I mean, as long as they, you know, as long as they can keep the injuries at bay, you know, and yeah, you lost Chris Johnson, but you got a, you know, a serviceable backup running back. Um, I think they'll be fine. Bruce Arians got the got Carson Palmer throwing balls deep like Big Ben when he was in Pittsburgh. So. The bottom line of it is Cardinals going to be somebody you got to deal with. You're going to have to outscore these boys to beat them. So, you all realize that Larry Fitzgerald hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since 2011? Uh, yep. So, this is going to be yeah. big for him. He's also eight catches away from 1,000 catches. Um, so, yep. he's approaching that milestone. He needs four touchdowns for 100. So, he's approaching some big-time milestones. Um, but – I think that the running game may make it harder on Carson Palmer if they don't have a running game. Then they're going to start dropping more back in coverage. Oh, but uh, David Johnson, David Johnson's going to run that rock. Just me. David Johnson has field in. It looks like he, he's you know been in in some spots and everything. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I do think they're going to miss Chris Johnson. I mean, this dude uh, seemed like he might have been washed up. He showed that he wasn't. He was you know having a good season. And everything, it's a shame that he had to go down like this. There's been tons of injuries this year to everybody, man. So, um, you just hate to see that. It's really important to make sure you draft right now because if you ain't drafting right, man, you're in trouble because everybody getting hurt. But, so, um, that game last night, which I really didn't have a lot of intent of watching, I kind of watched it off and on, but I did see the – Ending of it, and it was a crazy ending. There was referee controversy. There was clock mismanagement, a low kick, a block kick, and a return for a touchdown on a block field goal with no time. I mean, it was just a crazy game. Um, but if you're the Cleveland Browns, now your quarterback is gone. You put Manziel at the third string. Your starting quarterback gets hurt. You bring in Austin Davis, who played well. While he was in the game, um, Austin Davis uh, was 7 of 10 for 77 yards and a touchdown. Um, a 42-yard touchdown was a very nice throw. 
do you stick with Austin Davis, stick to your guns, and punish Manziel? Do you put Manziel back out there not knowing where his head is? What, what do you do at this point if you're Cleveland? I would put Manziel back out there, and the reason why they never should have taken him off. The, I understand the off-the-field issues, but this is a kid that, you know, he needs that he needs as many reps as he can in, in game situations. Um, they need to build around it. Now, I understand it, those off-the-field issues and you're trying to punish him to make him, make him better and all that stuff. But you rest the quarterback out there that was obviously injured, and now he, you know, now he can't play at all. So just because you're trying to, you know, prove a point. you got players out there in this league that have made mistakes, and, you know, they're out there, they're still playing. And, I mean, the bottom line of it is this. Johnny Manziel, in, in order for him to become a decent quarterback or at least one that's, you know, one you could be talking about on a week-in, week-out basis, you've got, you got to use his talent and put him, you know, put him on a football field. He has the stature and the makeup of Drew Brees. He's just faster. And, you know, the bottom line of it is you build around this quarterback, you give him the tools necessary for him to – be successful, if you do that and maybe have a mentor or somebody to kind of keep eye on them, you know, off the field to kind of help them go in the right direction, you have your franchise quarterback sitting on the bench in Cleveland. But this taking them off, you know, you, you get him started one week, he's playing, he goes out there and he plays well, and then you sit him on the bench, you bring him back, put him back in the game again, all this. You can't build any continuity. He cannot – he cannot – perfect his craft. Understand the punishment side of things. I don't know what he's promised he's promised their organization. And maybe that's the reason why they put him down the third string. But there comes a point in time that you got to sit this quarterback down, kind of like they sat Big Ben down a few years ago when he had that wreck on that, you know, on that motorcycle and said, hey, look, you've already been in trouble a couple of times. There's accusations. You know, you're our franchise quarterback. I know you won the Super Bowl, but you're going to kick your ass out of here if you don't do right. That's kind of the conversation they're going to have to have with Johnny Manziel in order for him to be successful and, you know, turn from the drinking and so forth and get out there and do what needs to be done, not just sitting them on the bench. You know, you got to do more than that, I believe. All right. Well, I don't know what direction they're going to go. I'm not sure if they know. But um, in any event, uh they have to make a decision. I feel like they should go ahead and just let the dude go about his business. If you either you want him or you don't, you know. So it's like, you know, go just let the guy go. Or trade him, cut him, do whatever. But uh, I mean, if you don't trust him, you don't trust him. So. All right. Before um, I want to, I want to get into some college football talk as well. Uh, but before I do that, let's, let's do some who am I's real quick. Um, I am a five foot ten, one hundred and seventy eight pound receiver. Turned twenty nine years old today. Drafted in the second round in two thousand eight by the Philadelphia Eagles out of California. <laughs> Who am I? Oh, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun William Jackson. All right, it's a tougher one. I am a six foot one, two hundred five pound wide receiver. Turns thirty five years old today. Drafted in the second round in 2002 by the Houston Texans out of the University of Florida. I have not played in three years. Houston, Texas. 
Also played with the Patriots for a bit, the Broncos, the Redskins for a season, and the Dolphins for a season. What was the um, description again? Six foot one, two hundred and five pounds, drafted in the second round of two thousand two draft by the Houston Texans out of Florida. War number ten for most of his career. Jabari Gaffney? Wow, you knocked that down. Derek Jabari Gaffney. Wow, that was a good one. That was a good one. Damn right. I am a six foot three, two hundred and seven pound quarterback that turned forty nine years old today. Drafted in the first round of the nineteen eighty nine supplemental draft by the Dallas Cowboys out of the University of Miami. Lost my job to Troy Aikman in nineteen eighty well nineteen ninety. Steve Berline? Nope. Steve Berline came uh, along later. Oh, okay, forty nine years old. Oh man. Who was starting before Aikman? Oh, uh, Played five games in 1989, and he played uh, one game with the Cowboys in 1990 before he got shipped off to the um, the Saints, mm. where he played for three seasons. Yeah, you said born today as in December 2nd or 1st? <laughs> or no, so December now? 2nd, right? Oh, man, that was on the tip of my tongue, too, I thought. uh Oh, man. I actually hung around the league until 1999. I didn't know that. You know, around that long. Yeah. 99 and 99. It was Steve Walsh. Yeah, oh, okay. I remember. Steve Walsh. Ooh. All right. So, talk a little college right quick. First thing, uh, Dr. Willis, I know you're an LSU guy. I'm looking at mm-hmm. uh, the Heisman candidates here, and Fournette is not listed anywhere in the top five. Do you agree with that? As Has as LSU's lack of success Translated in him not being a Heisman candidate. I don't think LSU's lack of success terminated. I think that game against Alabama where he needs to um, step up. That's what killed it. Um, you know what? I'm kind of on the fence with that uh, because I mean, you know, to win the Heisman, you, I mean, you have to step in, step up in big games like that. And um, you know, so I'm kind of on the fence because like all the the, the teams that they played prior to Alabama. They were um, good teams and stuff like this, so you know it wasn't like it was a cake walk up to that point. But had he had at least a decent game in the Alabama game, he probably would still be in the mix. So I'm kind of on the fence with that one, you know. What okay. I mean? So, um, but I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with LSU as a whole. I think it's that they came down to that one particular game. Okay. Well, every um, game he's gone for under 150, they've lost. Um, mm-hmm. So 150 is a magic number for him. Uh, but, yeah, he's not even even being mentioned right now. 
So I didn't, was wondering if you all thought that was that was fair. And I know you're an LSU guy. Uh, looking at these games these week this weekend, fellow uh, fellows, Clemson and North Carolina. I think it's going to be a lot tougher than a lot of people may yeah. realize. North Carolina is a really good team. Um, and I I think North Carolina, they would not be any shame whatsoever if North Carolina were to beat Clemson. However, if North Carolina beats Clemson, does Clemson drop out of the top four? I think so. I think so. There are too many good teams that, you know, positions five through eight that, you know, this 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 our committee would be more than ready to um, move up into the to the spot of one of those four um, falls this weekend. I, I do think that um, I think that Clemson and uh, North Carolina is a uh, toss up, but I think that um, uh, was it Michigan State? Uh, what team is it in? Ohio State is Ohio State in still in? No, no, it's um, the top four right now. If I'm not mistaken, it's Clemson, Alabama, Iowa. Oklahoma, and Iowa. I think I, I think Iowa may drop out this weekend. That's who I was trying to think of. I think they may lose. Yeah, if Iowa loses to Michigan State, they're definitely going to drop out, and Michigan State will go in on virtual. Their strength of schedule, probably. But um, oh, yeah. Michigan, oh, no, Michigan State plays Ohio State, right? No, they're in a Big Ten championship game against um, Iowa this oh. weekend. Oh, okay. so, yeah, they already beat Ohio hey. State. But, but we can't sleep on Iowa, though. Iowa's had a hell of a season there, and yeah. that is they, they, they actually beat people, so. I want to see Ohio State get back in because you know they they have they on the hell of a run. You know, just because you lost one game, I believe they lost two games since Meyer got there. Man, they deserve the chance to defend their crown. You know what I mean? I understand what teams had good seasons and all that, but mm-hmm. to me, when you a guy, you win that consistently. And then when you lose a game or barely lose, you know, you drop out, I don't necessarily agree with that. I know a lot of teams had great years and all that, but it has a way to iron itself out. A lot of people are worried about North Carolina. That's going to be an interesting game. Will they win the game? I don't know. We have to see. But Clemson better be on upset alert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it will be hard to get Ohio State getting in, though, if uh, Michigan or Iowa win. Uh, Michigan yeah, State, I meant Yeah, the only way Ohio State would probably get in, everybody got to lose. But see, I don't agree yeah. with them having Ohio State ranked at number eight behind Baylor and Notre Dame. I mean, Baylor and Notre Dame are two lost teams. Now, by Notre Dame, I mean they did lose the two good teams, um, in Stanford and number one Clemson. But why is Baylor ahead of Ohio State? I, I don't, I don't understand that. And in the playoffs, that don't make any sense to me. Um, Ohio State. So you, don't, you don't you don't think Baylor would get them though? Uh, I don't. What well, do I think they deserve to be ahead of Ohio State? No. Okay. Do you think you don't think Baylor would would, would um get Ohio State on a neutral field? Um. No. Nah. I mean, I, we I bought that last year too. I I don't think they would. It'd be interesting to see, but I don't think they would. Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 right now they're pretty impressive. I mean, they lost to a good Oklahoma team. I, I ain't nobody tripping on that. But they also lost to TCU, who is, you know, is a good team as well. But Ohio State lost to, you know, the number five team in the rankings right now. So I don't know why they would be sitting behind Baylor. To me, they should be right behind Michigan State at number six. 
Um, but if Clemson loses and if Michigan State wins, of course that means Iowa drops out and Clemson probably drops out. So if you had Alabama, Oklahoma, and Michigan State, who would you put in at number four? Would you move up Notre Dame? Would you move up Baylor if they destroy Texas? Or would you jump Ohio State over both of them, even though Ohio State ain't playing a game? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, be honest, with you, I can't really see. I can. I can't really justify uh, jumping Ohio State past Baylor. Maybe Notre Dame, yeah. Uh, but I think I think between Baylor and Ohio State, be a toss up. And just because by fact of where they rank right now, if that's where Baylor's at, they move up by just just based on where they rank. Now, if it was switched all the way around, I would say the same thing about Ohio State. But I don't think hey. Ohio State deserves to jump. Baylor, but they, I, but I don't think they should be behind Notre Dame. I'm watching the ESPN right now. They're saying that Michigan State and Ohio State is next up in line. So if somebody lose, one of them teams moving in. Oh yeah. So if, they, if they're if they're ranked that way, then that's fine. I'm fine with that. But I'm saying if if Baylor was ranked ahead of them, I wouldn't be okay with them jumping Baylor. If that All was right, the so case. Let me ask you guys this, and we've we've had this discussion before. Is there anything you can do about when a team loses? You know, you have some teams that are that lose their game early in the in the September, and they get to move back up. And then you have a team late in the year when everybody's beat up, and you play a tough game, like Clemson. If they lose, they're pretty much out of the playoffs. I mean, is is that really? Is there a way we can rectify that to where? You know, a team doesn't get penalized for having a great season and just coming up short at the end. Honestly, I don't think so. I mean, you you know, it sucks that it, it it comes down to that. But if you lose right before it's time to go into that thing, I mean, you can't you can't really justify somebody who didn't turn it on after their one loss also, because you don't know how this team is going to fare afterwards. You know, saying that a loss can be emotional. Look at LSU. We lost to Alabama, and we ain't been nowhere near ourselves um, uh, since that loss. You know, so I mean, you know, you don't you don't know how a team is going to react after a loss, and you can't take a chance that close to the playoffs either. So I, I can't see justifying uh, keeping them in. You, uh, I think that at that point you got to understand that hey, it's go hard or go home. Leave everything out on the field. Man, some teams have to do just that, too. When you think about, you know, teams that have played tough schedules and you get beat up and at the end of the season now you have to play some some other um, team that's from the other division that's really good. And, man, it can be rough. I feel bad for them, you know, but um, I don't really see any other way you can kind of factor against it, I guess. It's just – the way things the way things work in college football, a lot of times it's about when you lose, which is why you have sometimes people scheduling, you know, some garbage games down the stretch to try to get a break. You're right. So, but uh, I mean, yeah. The thing is, scenario is it like Alabama, right? I think Alabama is probably one of the best teams in the nation. I think they're better than Clemson. That's just my biased opinion. I'm an right. SEC guy, and you know that's what it is. Now, if they were to lose, let's just say they just have a bad game and just, you know, just they're not themselves this particular game. They get kicked out, right? They drop. All right, I'm going to tell you something. I still wouldn't believe that any team ahead of them or, or just below them is better than them. But just by virtue of the fact that they've lost, they got to go. 
know what I'm saying? But you know, I, I, you know, they can lose right now, and I still wouldn't say that there there are too many teams in America that are better than that. Okay, I'm sorry, I just got distracted by something, y'all. Uh, ain't nobody recording any basketball or anything tonight, are they? No. no. How in the world did – let's just let you know how bad the Lakers are. They lost by 12 to the 76ers after the 76ers yeah. started off 0-18. You lose by double That's digits right. to the 76ers that had a 28-game losing streak they met the last season. Oh, That's right. gosh. They, they, they would have set the record 0-19, but they, they won the night. But hey, I didn't know the Lakers was two and seventeen. Damn, man. Yeah, I don't blame Kobe. You got to get up out of there, Jack. Damn, two Lakers and seventeen. A late, a Lakers team. We yeah. can't remember that in our lifetime. <laughs> no, Kobe was seven of twenty-six, twenty points. And uh, man, um, I just got tickets last night to go see uh, Kobe. Hopefully, he won't be injured in February against uh, the Pelicans down in New Orleans. Uh, Ticketmaster had a sale that someone clued me into right before midnight, and I got two tickets at half price. Uh, and, man, it's going to be painful to watch. Like I said, I just hope that he's um, he's healthy. But, God, that's just, oh, man. Yeah. Woo. That's man, I, I really, I really thought Joe was gonna be better than that, man. He got uh, what's his boy name? Roy uh, D'Angelo and Roy Clifford, yeah. and you know Julius Randle was coming back. Kobe Bryant was coming back. I was expecting him to fall off a little bit, but not like this. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just man, I don't know. You get them guys two top draft picks. They still ain't going to do nothing. Hard. They, they Timberwolves or something now. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I am looking at the updated rankings now. I'm not sure what rankings I was looking at before. And it does have Ohio State right behind Michigan State. So, yeah, if Iowa loses and if any other team loses, then Ohio State will get back in there. Um, so, but, uh, all right, let's see. I definitely wanted to fit in that, that college football. I'll go back to the pros real quick, and we can talk about, um, let's see. Next week, Dr. Willis, you all play the Eagles uh, at home, coming off of a loss. Easy um, win. Yeah, I really think y'all going to drop the hammer on the Eagles just to prove a point. Uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, right now the uh, Patriots are minus nine, so you know there's no respect in Vegas by any means, and the Eagles could be looking at another forty-five point <laughs> game. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And what's the word on, on Gronkowski as far as his injury? Doctor Willis. Doctor Willis went to sleep. Yeah, dropped off. No, he's still on. Anybody know anything about Gronkowski? Hey, I'm I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry. Oh, he's um he's he's week to week. He's bruised up pretty bad, but it's not as um it's not it's not as bad as it looked uh, that particular day on the field. So um he, he you know I think he may they may sit him out for this Eagles game. 
and uh, he'll be back the week after that. We'll see. Because uh, right now Chandler is doing pretty good, uh, even though it was his uh, debut his last game. He um he came yeah. in, and, and I think Brady uh, got a lot of confidence in him, like, right off the bat. He just kept going to him. So uh, Chandler will be a nice fill-in for right now against uh, Philly. And we'll let uh, – I think we're going to let Gronk uh, rest up. So we'll be all right. You know, right now we ain't getting no love from, from uh, you know, the, the sports announcers, nobody. So, yeah, I think that that's going to play into our um, hands pretty well, too. Okay. And, Ray, uh, the Raiders host the Chiefs. The Raiders are 5-6, and six, Chiefs are 6-5. and five. This is kind of a must-win for you all, isn't it? Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, I was scared Sunday, man. I, I, you know, I was just hoping that we couldn't lose four in a down row. I mean, we got off to a good start. Then we started losing games that we supposed to win, and we should have won. And, you know, now the Chiefs is on, on fire. So, but we home, we supposed to win the game. I think we the better football team considering that they had guys hurt. I understand they got two good running backs that really stepped up because I thought that was Nile Davis' spot once Jamal Charles got yeah, hurt. Yeah, I did but too. I don't hear nothing about Nile Davis. I only hear about West and and where now. So, I mean, they got a good team, and and, and you know you can't sleep on Jeremy Macklin either because he comes up big in some games. When he come up big, he come up big. So, you know, I hope hopefully we can get the we can get the win because we need it. You know, it's nothing worse than seeing your team lose games that you feel like they should have won. And you know, right now we kind of spinning a little bit. I think without our center Rodney Hudson, it gives us a a, a problem. You know, and yeah. that guy's a lot better than than people think. I mean, to me, he's the best center in football. You know, I know, you know, Mac is good and boy from uh, Pittsburgh is good, but I think Rodney Hudson is the best. Yeah. So, Frederick and all them guys. Well, I I think it's going to be a really big game, and uh, I'm going to try to keep my eye on it because I I know that – if the Raiders win, that puts them at six and six and ties them with Kansas City and it shakes up the playoff race again. But if they drop to five and seven and then Kansas City goes to seven and five, then that's really gonna kinda of hurt your chances a bit. And you're gonna be looking for Houston to lose at that point. And uh Buck, the Colts who have been on fire lately, visit you all, you're both are six and five and the Colts are playing for a division, but y'all are playing for a wild card spot too. I just say, like I said last week, as long as we don't turn the football over and play, you know, mistake-free football, we should be able to win the game with no issues. But when we turn the ball over, that's when we start having issues. So, you know, we got two things we need to do, or three things we need to do in this game. A, get off the field on third down as far as the defense Mm -hmm. goes. That's been a problem all season. We got to get that corrected. Two, tackle. We missed too many tackles in that game against Seattle, and we could have stopped them behind the line of scrimmage. Um, tackling is very important, so I'm quite sure. Hopefully, yeah. Coach Tom got these boys tackling. And three, no turnovers. I mean, 
we got this turnover shit. Every single game we've lost this year, the multiple turnovers. No turnovers. If we do those three things right there, Indianapolis has no chance. But if we don't, then we might, you know, I figure we need to go five and two in this stretch. Ten games to get you in the playoffs in, in the AFC. But, you know, this is a game, to me, this is a must-win game. So we just got to go out there and go take it from them. Yeah, I think it is kind of a must-win game. Um, after last week, you're kind of in a vulnerable spot. So um, I know you all definitely want to try to get some results there. And uh, let's see, Dallas plays the Redskins on Monday night. Um, every game for Dallas has been a must-win for like three weeks now. Um, it doesn't seem to matter to them, but uh, it matters to the fans. If they win this game, then they're – a game within the Redskins, you know. You're only one game out of the Redskins if you win this game. If you fool around and have the Giants lose to the Jets, which should be an interesting game, then all of a sudden you're a game out of first place, which is crazy to have a seven-game winning streak, lose, win, you know, seven out of eight. I mean, win one out of eight, and you still have a chance to win the division. That's horrible. I mean, it basically means that if you get in the playoffs, you're going to be the sacrificial lamb for whoever has to come in. But, uh, you know, somebody's going to win that division at some point. So, why not Dallas? But, all right, getting ready to wrap this thing up, fellas, before they cut me off. Anybody got any last final thoughts? We'll do this again tomorrow. Anybody, somebody, anybody? Nope. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to the Talk to Q Zone coverage on the Talk to Q radio show. The show can be heard every Tuesday and Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll do this thing again tomorrow. Go to TalkToQ.com for more show information. Everyone have a good night. Great show overall. Peace out. We'll talk to you all on tomorrow. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. My show, the Talk to Q Radio Show, it's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Cool. All over here. Oh, thank you for having cool. me on your show. It was so awesome to cool. be here with you and all your listeners. Cool. Guys, you don't screw. Screw is cool. Oh my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I meant. Come on. 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 Come on.